That's you're on. Okay. Uh, hold on, I have to because now I'm smiley. No, I did the same thing when I when yeah. I hosted. Okay. <laughs> I have to. I've never started before. Okay. Uh, hello to anyone who might be listening. Uh, this is the Infinite Pixels podcast where we talk about video games. Uh, my name is Ryan. I am not the host of the podcast, but I'm introducing it this week. Uh, and I'm here with my good friend, Jordan. Hi. Hi, Jordan. How are, how are You're you You're not doing? a host of the podcast? I mean, I'm a, I think of this as your podcast. That makes me feel bad. No, I mean, uh, I just mean like I. I think it's of, your podcast. This is it's not, not mine. mine. I don't I, care about I, it. No, I do. I, I don't. Really, I show up every week drunk. I really don't. don't uh, no, I just. Uh, <laughs> I, I just mean uh, I think of this as like something that we do together, that you are the lead on. That's how I think of it. Okay. But I'm, I'm happy to be on air equals. Okay. They said that's how I feel. Uh, but anyway, that's not video game talk. Uh, Jordan, what video game did we play this week? We played a video game called Little Nightmares. Oh, that's fun. That's exciting. Imagine that. Uh, so Little Nightmares is a game that came out in 2017. And uh, it's... Oh, I, I forgot to look up the name of the studio. <laughs> it's Tarsier Studios? Thank you. And uh, that is the studio who made uh, a PlayStation Vita Little Big Planet game. Uh, and uh, I, I think that's a really interesting comparison because uh, the controls of this game are very similar to Little Big Planet. But uh, I'm curious, Jordan, uh, if you looked it up, then uh, feel free to share. But if you haven't looked it up, what genre of gameplay or what genre of game would you say this game falls into? Uh, this game is a, I would say it's a 2D platformer. Okay. Uh, or 2D exploration game. Okay. Uh, and also, real quick, I feel like an asshole, but this is there. There, this studio as was like a support studio on Little Big Planet stuff. Oh, oh yeah, and like the broader Little Big Planet games. Yeah, I feel like an asshole for being like actually Ryan. <laughs> no, it's I. We want to put correct information out there. No, they're they're like a support. They were like a support studio when they um. When they had uh, created uh, this game, and uh, I think they did a couple other like originals that are not really of note. They really got on the map with Little, Night Little Nightmares. Yeah, totally. And uh, um, and now they're owned by uh, Embracer Group, which is a conglomeration of like a bunch of different. I think they're like Embracer Group has ties to Tencent. I might be wrong. Who, uh, what is Embracer Group known for? Uh, they own, like, a bunch of studios. Oh, okay. They, they just own a bunch of studios. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then, in addition to that, this game, L Little Nightmares, was also published by uh, Bandai Namco, uh, at least in its um, original release. So. Oh, uh, Embracer Group is basically what THQ Nordic was. Oh, that thing. Like okay. Nordic, Nordic Games. Gotcha. I, I don't know if you know them. They're they're the a company that went under, uh, like THQ went under, and mm -hmm. then like a bunch of their properties went off, off, I, off, off for sale. I did know that. And then uh, and then they like came back. I think they like took THQ like they ditched the Nord like excuse me, they were called Nordic Games, and then they ditched that name for THQ Nordic, and now they're 
Embracer Group. So they've switched names like three times. Okay, but they're a larger conglomerate that publishes or that, yeah. that help, assists with and, game distribution. And, yeah, and now they are uh, the owners of Tarsier Studio as of like 2000. Uh, I don't remember. This is why I have my phone. Uh, I think they're the owners of them after, after like 2019 or, or excuse me, uh, like 2021, I think. Oh, so pretty recently. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so probably Little Nightmares was successful and they, they opted to, to buy the studio and ended up working out. Yeah. That was so. interesting. So that's uh, kind of the people involved with this game. Um, I'm not familiar with any particular, uh, none of the games of like, uh, programmers, designers, uh, developers uh, jumped out to me. I'm not sure if there was any uh, person involved with the game that you recognized, but it's 2019, by the way, that they, I was right. Oh, okay. <laughs> that they were that they were acquired by Embracer Group. When did so? When? And this came out in 2017, so yeah. fairly quickly afterward. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but and Little Nightmares was a pretty good financially. I think it sold. Uh, pretty well for for any yeah uh, I think I think it made it its money back it did it did pretty good reviews wise um, and they were actually able to do like a bunch of DLC mm-hmm. um, and uh, make Little Nightmares two which came out last year yeah. I believe mm-hmm. um, so this is a pretty good success story for them um, uh, but you had asked like what kind of uh, what kind of genre this game is yeah. Uh, this game is, <laughs> dare I say, a ripoff of a, of a of a of a 360 game, well PS3 game later, Limbo. <laughs> in my in my mind, it it it's not actually like a ripoff ripoff, but it feels mainly inspired by Limbo. Um, and I I wouldn't say also like Inside because I think Inside came out in like 2016, so this was probably in development like pretty close to when Inside was being made, but it seems pretty inspired by that kind of genre that Limbo kind of kicked off when it when it launched. Yeah, that I would say that it's an emerging subgenre that Limbo, Inside, and Little Nightmares uh, are a part of that is uh, like children, like child's perspective fantasy horror. Yeah. And I haven't played uh, Limbo or Inside. I've seen footage of it. Which feels weird. I, f- I thought you had. No. Like, I, I legitimately was like, you played Limbo, right? And I think, because we were discussing this over, like, text or whatever uh, uh, before we recorded. Um, and I was like, you played this, right? And you're like, no. I was like, oh, oh I thought you had played Limbo already. Interesting. I, I picked Little Nightmares for us to play because I, I had seen gameplay footage of it. And I thought it looked really cool. Where do you see gameplay footage of it? Uh, I saw it on Oni Place. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. Because because uh, uh, um, can you uh, describe like the look and the feel? Like what is the what is what is Little Nightmares kind of yeah. like style? Definitely. Well, it's a you know it, like you said it's it's a two D platforming exploration horror game. Um, you could even say it's it's like two point five D because you can move on an X and Y axis, but uh, your character can also move up and down in a three D space. Yeah. Um, and as far as the look, like the visual style of the game, the graphics, it's it looks almost like like an animated film. Uh, like 
it's not um, it, it's not like when you talk about a game like Limbo, uh, the the visuals are very white, gray, black. They're very stylized. Yeah, they're monochrome. Yeah, they're monochrome. Thank you. Uh, Little Nightmares. Um, it looks like um, how most modern 3D animated movies look, but further in a horror style. You know what it looks like? And I think I texted this to you before because I had a question because you did... I think I believe you had said to me, I don't remember when, that you had seen this on Oni Plays. I was like, was anything in, like with this inspired with Oni... Like, was Oni Plays inspired by anything in here like anything that oni like chris or or zach like uh, when they were playing i don't know if zach was playing were they were they uh <laughs> chris o'neill and, and zach hadel on oni plays yeah, before i am, am just naming people for the sake of yes naming they're, people they're internet personalities who do a let's play channel with a, with yeah. a couple other people and um, it was chris o'neill zach uh hadel psychic pebbles and then uh, Lyle Wrath from Wrath Club that played okay. this game. Uh, okay, because uh, I was wondering because it looks very much like their style uh, with Sleepy, Ca excuse me, not Sleepy Kevin, uh, with um, uh, Smiling Friends that just released on uh, Adult Swim last year. I, um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Little Nightmares looks like Smiling Friends personally. I would say in some aspects, hmm. like definitely the, in in the game, there's a um, uh, there's like a, a character that has like really long arms, like spindly arms. There's characters that have really kind of uh, I guess you would call them deformed. They're not really deformed. They're but they're, they're like grotesque. They're more game. like grotesque, like um, like uh, larger like characters. Um, uh, a lot of like weird like proportions mm -hmm. which is the style of uh of uh especially zach mm -hmm. so i w i was wondering like uh and uh, especially like the um the uh the boss in smiling friends uh looks a lot like the uh the long hands guy in okay this. sure i was like the forehead is really big mm -hmm. the i think he has a nose i can't remember like a, uh, he, he has, has a nose. Yeah. He has a nose. No, uh, like he has like a larger nose. I was like, he, I think he's balding. Mm -hmm. He looks very, very much like the boss in in uh, in Smiling Friends. And sure. I was like, this looks weirdly similar, and especially in um, like uh, a lot of the like cutaways that are done um, in Smiling Friends, or like the uh, like. The sort of mixed style of like three D close ups the, of the characters. Yeah, the three Ds uh, in this game looks a lot like the three D in Smiling Friends, or just in that style of like early nineties, mm -hmm. like kind of weird, uh, macabre, like just three D art. Mm -hmm. That that's what this looked like to me. Sure, I I think that's that's actually. Not the, hearing you talk about it, I think the comparison to Smiling Friends and uh, um, Little Nightmares makes a little more sense because the character design in Little Nightmares is meant to be, like you said, exaggerated proportions, uh, sort of like uh, grotesque or disfigured humans. And I think Smiling Friends has that as well. Characters with exaggerated proportions or grotesque or very stylized features. 
But Smiling Friends, uh, for the most part, plays it for comedy or plays it as sort of like yeah. a charm of the world. In um, Little Nightmares, the grotesque characters, the exaggerated proportions are uh, meant to be more of a look scarier. They're not meant mm -hmm. to look like here's a uh, sort of wrinkly, uh, grotesque character in a comedy scene, which makes it funny. Uh, it's meant to, in Little Nightmares, it's meant to look more like here's a grotesque character with uh, you know, disturbing details about them with uh, a color palette that matches sort of a dreary tone uh, in a, a spooky, uh, stylistically lit environment. And uh, I think actually the whole game is all about like presentation. It's about like presenting yeah. things to you. Um, so I think maybe these character models that we see in um, Little Nightmares for the various sort of enemy monst monstrous looking characters uh, presented in a different environment could look pretty funny, but here they, they're meant to be played for, for horror. So that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I was just wondering, just because I know that, like, uh, they'll, uh, they're they're doing a comedy show, and I yeah. don't know if they were like, oh, this, like, this guy looks really funny. Because I do, I think that some of them look kind of yeah. stupid and funny. Yeah, they're charming. Like, I, the, the, the characters in in Little Nightmares, like the, like the the chefs that are on in the game later on, like they look doofy. Yeah. Like the, there's a there's a horror aspect to them of like them going and chasing after you, but they they look they look like weirdos. Yeah, I think uh, Little Nightmares definitely it's it's horror. I would describe it as a horror themed game, but I wouldn't say it's like uh, a hard R. At least not. I don't. Think no, so. I mean we we saw it together. Um, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, mm -hmm. and yeah, the the like. The horror in this is very much scary stories to tell in the dark. Of like, it's it's dreamlike and it's and it's and it's kind of style, and it's also just like very, like, exaggerated. Uh, like, in its way of like the like. You're being, uh, like, with the chefs, they throw you into, like, a pot of stew, which is not, like, inherently violent, mm -hmm. but, like, that's for, like, a child with, like, the weirdish face that they have and body and structure, that's nightmarish because you're like, oh my god, you know. This, this weird-looking character is throwing me in a pot of stew yeah. and killing me. Yeah. I, I would say it's, it's, it's a simple presentation of horror. It's not... Um, and, and surreal and dreamlike too. The game is not trying to uh, make you jump with a presentation of like intestines or someone getting their yeah, head cut off. This is not the opening of Outlast 2 where you step on a pile of dead babies. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what happens in that game? Yeah, that is, the, that is the opening like five minutes of Outlast 2. Oh my god. Yeah. No, Little Nightmares is like, if you have a. I would say if you have someone who's like a, a preteen or an early teen and they want to play a horror themed game that's pretty straightforward gameplay wise um, and still like uh, genuinely uh, uh, creepy tense and creepy yeah Little Nightmares is perfect for that yeah. um, and in fact uh, the starting of this game you uh, so we mentioned it's it's kind of a platformer uh, puzzle solving you could I don't think I would describe it as this but you could maybe describe it as a stealth type game I read that the developers said that they didn't want to consider this a stealth game because 
stealth implies that one person has an advantage mm. and they were like um like especially the the protagonist might have an advantage if they're using stealth um i think they just describe it as a hide and seek game oh that's definitely the dynamic of this yeah so, yeah definitely and it's essentially um hide and seek is a really good way to put it because every area is basically just your character um, against a large boss creature, yeah. a monster humanoid. Um, it starts off with uh, um, you, your character wakes up in a suitcase. Uh, you actually, it starts with a cutscene. Um, yeah, you you see a cutscene of a tall, slender-looking uh, woman, uh, just with a, a kind of a geisha mask on. Uh, just turn around, and look at the camera, and it's spooky. It's unsettling. It's yeah. like it's nightmarish. Uh, and then your the protagonist who you play as wakes up uh, sleeping in a suitcase in uh, like a back corridor corner of just a large metal structure. Yeah, that's how it starts. You have I no other context. It's a it's a it's a little girl. I think her name is like six. Yes, I think it's six. Yeah, it's it six. Okay, I don't know. I don't know why she has that name. She just does. I I hate well. We'll get into it, but I read a lot of uh, like analysis of this game, or okay. like watched people talk about it. Um, and one of the things that uh, people theorize why that character is named Six is because the sixth sin of the seven deadly sins is gluttony. Okay. Uh, and uh, it just plays into the themes of the game. And actually, this game before it came out was originally going to be called Hunger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was. Uh, uh, they changed the name of hung- of it from <laughs> Hunger because around this time when it came out in 2017, Hunger Games was trying to become a big thing. It, it, it did, to be yeah, fair. Hunger Games was a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they just wanted to distance themselves from Hunger Games. Right. Probably for the best. I think Little Nightmares is a better name. Uh, absolutely. I think Little Nightmares is way more just memorable and unique than Hunger. Yeah. Um, but knowing that that sort of is the context of this game, I think can, can uh, affect the way you look at it. Um, and at the start of the game, when you uh, start controlling the character, it's not super tense right off the bat. You sort of just do some slow platforming, some slow puzzle solving, um, until you get to an area where you encounter your first boss enemy that you're going to be facing off for uh, the next section of the game. Um, and I love... Uh, every boss enemy, there's essentially three of them, you know, three and a half, you could say, four. Yeah. Um, but there's essentially three major enemies in this game. The way that this one's introduced, I think it's that this one, you're, you're like, you're in this, like, giant metal structure that you don't really know where it is or what it is. It, it seems know. to be a ship. It, it seems to be a ship, but you're in this metal structure and uh, you just see, like, this creature humanoid thing dragging a cage mm-hmm. off like, in, the background. in the background and you're like oh what's that um and uh, uh i remember even writing down i'm just like i think this is a ship <laughs> so um, well, it's 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 swaying that's uh, another big thing about this game is the sound design this sounds really good yeah i was playing this with headphones and i was like okay like the uh, like I'll, I'll spoil this for everybody i'm not a big fan of this game <laughs> but the sound is very good. Yeah, the sound is is. I mean, with horror, I think that's such a big part of like a horror experience is yeah. the way you can add like little details and creepy things that unsettle people is with sound. And uh, there's a car in the background. Yeah, speaking of which, someone's racing by outside. Um, 
Now, I, I love the presentation of this game. Uh, and when you f encounter this first boss, uh, seeing them presented in the background, uh, it's just, it's a really good way to establish some tension of like, what the hell is it's that? It's a good way of, of doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You see them before you interact with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, So it allows you to be like, I don't know who that is, yeah. or what are they going to do to me. Looks blah, creepy, blah, you know. it's in the that's, dark. That's Horror 101, just being like, hey, mm -hmm. we're going to set it up, and then you're going to imagine the horrific things that they're going to do, do to you. Yeah, and um, it lets you know uh, later on in the game, because each boss... Each character you encounter is like their own area. Yeah. It lets you know, like, okay, now you're entering this person's area. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this game has chapters, too. So. That's true as well. Yeah. Uh, but you encounter... Uh, the first boss you encounter is a large... Not large. He's bigger than you because you're supposed to be uh, a child character. So everything in the world is huge to you, I think, as like a surreal sort of uh, yeah. interpretation of how the world feels when you're a kid. Just like yeah. everything's bigger. And the first character that you meet is this dude who has short little stubby legs, a kind of normal-sized body and torso, uh, but really, really long arms that are like twice the length of his body. Yeah. And uh, my favorite thing about this character is his head. Um, he seems to have like a metal skull that has human skin draped over it that's like sagging down in the front, revealing his weird skull head. And then he's I didn't head. notice that. You didn't notice that? No, I, I just thought he looked like an old dude. Oh, really? Yeah, and I thought he looked like a, like a blindfolded old dude. Oh, okay. No, I let me pull up the... Can I pull up the picture real quick? I mean, this is a, a clearly a video podcast. <laughs> I can, so, I'll show the you know, audience. Uh, I'll, I'll vamp for time. Yeah, uh, I, I just called him Mr. Creepy Hands. I called him uh, Long Limb Larry. But <laughs> That's I, a good name. Thank you. Uh, I think his name is The Janitor. Okay. Uh, I was wondering who the janitor was because I saw that on like the wiki. Yeah, people saying like, janitor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm showing Jordan a picture of the janitor character. Wow, such good radio. I know. Uh, but you can see his face, it looks like his the skin from his forehead to his nose is like peeling off and falling okay. down his face. Yeah, because I interpreted that as just a blindfold. I, I could see why you would, you would think of it as a blindfold. Um, I it definitely I'm not, yeah, has I'm not that sure. Look. Okay, I, may, maybe you're right. That's that's what I interpreted. I, I don't know. I mean that that's the thing about this game is I feel like it's more like a, you know, night uh, a, a nightmare. So you're yeah. you're not really sure what you're seeing. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I think the reason I thought it was like skin was because I think it is skin. Now that I'm looking at other people's pictures of it, sure, it's skin flopping down. Yeah. And, well, that seems to be a theme with this game, is there, uh, some of the characters seem to be, like, wearing human skin to hide, like, monstrosities, like, monstrous aspects of them. So, uh, I think that, I think it's skin, but I could see why you would see it's blindfold. Uh, but you encounter him, and he's, like, uh, dragging cages around in an area where there's, like, uh, there's children just laying in beds everywhere. And this guy comes in dragging cages around, reaching for things with his long arms, uh, and you learn pretty quickly that he can't see. Um, so the goal is to avoid him. You use a lot of sound in this yeah. game. Like, you, uh, like I don't... Is it this area? Or is it like... Because I think it's this... Is it this character that you're like, you can't walk... You Or you want to use the carpets? Like, you want to walk on carpets? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you walk on wood... 
uh, when you're against this guy, you creak and he hears you and yeah. he run you and grab. I, I think that's similar with the chefs later on who do that too. But mm-hmm. like this game utilizes like sound and it's like a way it's uh, that you avoid things. Yeah, it utilizes sound uh, in the gameplay and the environment, uh, like and and to establish certain things. Yeah. Um, there's even a lot of like audio cues in this game. Uh, when this guy is chasing you, there's an audio cue. Like when he sees you, it lets you know, like, oh, run. I might not right have there. been paying attention, <laughs> but I, I, like so. But uh, I don't remember like sound cues sure. specifically for this, um, which I feel like I should have gotten. One thing that I did notice with this game is that they never tell you controls, yeah. except when you get stuck. Yes. So that like at the beginning, you this is a game. Much in the same way that I think Limbo and Inside do, where you're holding like a trigger to get to move like and carry objects um, and like turn handles and whatnot, and it never tells you any of that. Any of that. So you're just you're walking around and it's like, okay, how do I how do I like grab this box? How do I grab this? Uh, they're like little creatures in the game. How do you grab them? How do you, how do you like? I, I'm like, is there a way to, uh, can I get like a light? You uh, you have like a lighter that's mm-hmm. just on you. Yeah. Um, and all of that you just have to like experiment with and figure it out yourself, um, uh, which I liked and I didn't like at the beginning. Uh, I mean, it was fine because like the controls are not complicated, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I did feel like I'm like, oh, this is very art house. Like, yeah. uh, like other games, even like I think Limbo like tells you the controls. This, this game's pretty... Uh, artsy indie kind of uh, yeah. it's it's not and even its length it's not a long game it's like two to three hours there's a achievement for beating it in under an hour without dying oh really yeah wow, holy shit yeah so you you can beat this game in under an hour mm-hmm. um, and uh, speaking of the controls uh, I found the 2.5D controls a little frustrating when it came to the, the some of the platforming sections really I yeah. felt like that way because there's a point. Um, I don't know if we want to go level by level or like describe because I, I I don't know if we need to describe everything that's happening in this game like Bioshock but like in uh, <laughs> I think just like the three areas basically. yeah because like in the in I think it's is it this area or is it the next area where you're using like the rafters and throwing stuff down below to get the monster to like go and over to the area where you threw items. It's it's both areas. Okay. With I Long have... Limb Larry, there's a part where you're in the library. Okay. And you can drop, like, shit off of the upper shelves of the library, and he'll run over there. And then with the two chefs, there's a part where you're up at the rafters, and you can, like, push stuff over to okay. have them go a certain way. Yeah. And they, uh, like, I had some problem being up on the rafters and, like, seeing like, further behind into the background. Mm. But uh, for the most part, I didn't have that much difficulty. It was mainly with certain sound, like, sound cues. I remember when uh, uh, I had frustrations in, the in like, the chef's level, mm-hmm. but we can get there eventually. This, this like, I, you don't fight him in the f- uh, first area of no. uh, chapter one. Long it's just you walking around, yep. like, and taking the environment. Yep, and that's a lot of this game. Um, in fact, one of my notes early on was gameplay versus presentation. Uh, I, I think this game goes for more simple gameplay um, and 
the trade-off is it leans hard into what is being presented to you. It wants to present images, pre present environments, present characters. In fact, like, every room in the game is basically... Every area you go to is like a little diorama that you're basically walking around, puzzle-solving, yeah. uh, avoiding things, or, like, platforming in. Uh, so, uh, that... Fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Like I, I this 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 first level does do a good job of like like establishing a lot of stuff. Uh there's um for one thing, there's little like creatures in the game, which I also was like Are these like uh, is Chris really into these uh, Chris O'Neill <laughs> and, and, and and uh and Zach Hadel? Because these guys are exactly their type of like sure. creature like they're small Little spindly hand, scurrying like, little scurrying guys. guys that look like they're just uh, they're gnomes, but gnomes with a K. Mm -hmm. And they also uh, um, they they like move super fast and will make like a little sound when they that, they, when they, they scare gurgle, around. Yeah, kind of. They kind of like gurgle almost like a frog. Right. Yeah. They they actually look a lot like uh, the character Glep from yes. Smiling Friends. Yeah. So I could see why you'd make that. That's why I was like, hmm. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, um, and uh, you go around, they're one of the collectibles in the game, you hug them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know why you hug them. You just do. Um, to let you know that they're passive? They're not I guess. an enemy? Um, but why hug these creatures? <laughs> I don't know. There's there in, in this same level, there's also a bunch of leeches mm -hmm. uh, that, that I did... I died once on them. There's like a part where like you fall into a hole with like a bunch of leeches. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And like, I think I was trying to jump over them and was like, oh, I'm dead. Great. Yeah. Cool. No, um, I definitely, uh, I had the same thing where I was like, oh, I guess I'll go this way. Oh, I didn't realize I was so close to that leech or that it would jump out and get me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of annoying, <laughs> but, um, it does go into like the, how, this is just like super surreal. Like there's like a, there's like an eyeball that uh, produces light that will turn you to stone, kind of like uh, like a Medusa eye. And you see like a bunch of kids that are already turned to stone in mm -hmm. the area, which is kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's there's other kids around too. Like yeah. as you go through areas, you see kids in cages. You see them like laying in beds, and you see them like behind bars and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I just uh, like <laughs> I just remember the way this level ends, which is like the most uh, I. You have to use a uh, a janitor's like bucket, like a big, like with all of his equipment and stuff in it. You have to use that to avoid an eye mm -hmm. that is going to freeze you, um, and I could not get past this because I couldn't tell what speed they wanted me to move at. Mm. Um, because is it... The ship is... Or the, like... I don't know. You're not in a ship. But it, it's, like, moving side to side. It's it's, it's, it's on the ocean, so it's yeah. kind of, like, swaying the way something in the yeah. ocean would swing. And uh, the, janit the janitorial bucket is moving back and forth, back and forth, mm -hmm. as you're trying to use it as cover to avoid the eye... And I could not get the timing right. And I was like, this 
is bullshit. <laughs> um, so, I mean, um, I don't know when you want to get into me not liking this game, but... We, whatever you want. I mean, I, 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 I can get into it at the end more so sure. than I think, like, now. Because we might have a, a Bioshock 2 situation where we have more of a discussion that should be aimed for, like, the the like final more of a, a spoiler like a summary end of game or whatever. yeah sure yeah well i'll say one thing that uh i realized early on like in the first act that I, I i struggled struggled with a little bit when it came to liking this game was uh the controls like i said like sometimes you go through a door uh this happened to me uh twice in a row actually did the I, game crash no happened for me <laughs> if it did it wouldn't matter no that's a three-hour game yeah it was fine uh, it was not as bad as bioshock no. it, it crashed once and i went oh that would be fine i will say i played this game on my switch though and it did have unusually long loading screens i feel like it was like 30 oh. to 45 second loading screens because uh, that seems weird because i mean it's not loading off the cartridge yeah you didn't get a physical no copy, i, I did you? okay uh, so that makes sense, I guess, because the hard drive in that is not like an SSD. Like sure. I, I'm not playing. I didn't play it on an SSD. I played it on the PS5, but I have a hard drive, an external hard drive that is not an SSD that I'm using as uh, um, like a, uh, my PS4 game storage. Um, and this is the PS4 version. I don't know if there's a PS5 update for it, but I didn't play it on like. I, I didn't play it on something that would make it load super fast, but sure. it still loaded fairly fast. For me. Yeah, I mean, mine was was fine. It was just a little bit slower than normal. But, yeah. Uh, when I would die and cause a loading screen when I would go from one room to another, where if I was going from a room to a thin corridor that had ledges that I could fall off of, I'm pushing on the joystick exactly to the right to go through the corridor, but then, or excuse me, to go through the door into the next room. But then when I get to the next room, because I'm pushing the joystick to the right and the perspective has changed slightly, uh, the character would start six, would start walking close to the edge before <laughs> I realized what I, what was going on, and I would fall and die. I had a, I had a, excuse me, I had a couple of instances like that in the game, and I had one instance later on in the final level where I think uh, you have to like jump up on top to of a door. So you're jumping up to a handle because it's a really large door. Right. Uh, and then you open the door and then like immediately the door opened. I let go of like the, the grip button and I fell <laughs> off a cliff because there's like an edge right there. And yeah. I'm like, I don't think that they designed that on purpose to kill you. I think they meant to be like, okay, and you you like you you hang onto the door ledge and or on the door handle and then the door like slowly opens. But I guess like I was like, I need to keep good like I, I'm like I wasn't scared by this game, so I was like, okay, go and uh, and uh, and then I just the momentum just carried me off the cliff and I was yeah. like, oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple parts where you have to like just assume that you're going, okay, I'm going to the next area, cool. And it doesn't always no. It's it's just because it, it is dioramas, so you're mm -hmm. not getting like the full uh, picture of what's in the next room. Right. So you might just get screwed. Yeah, and that's the I guess the the problem when you have a game that favors presentation. Uh, if the player goes off the path of what is designed to be presented to them, it kind of breaks a little bit of the. The like, I hate to use this term again, but the immersion, like if, if you're playing it, 
and uh, you're you're walking through this room, and it's like ooh, like it, the camera pans out, the perspective pans out, and like it shows you a couple things, but you kind of stop or you uh, move left and right when you're not supposed to. It kind of uh, finagles with what's being presented to you a little bit, and that can sometimes falter okay. what what you're taking in. Are you playing on a larger TV or on a, on I was, a smaller yeah. one? Okay. Because uh, I, I was like, I didn't feel like it was difficult to like maneuver in the environment. I felt like it was more of an issue um, with like a few, diff- like just a handful of spaces where I was like, oh, like, okay, like I'm falling off a ledge because this is very thin. Right. Right. Not, not, not any point. Like I never, I never even. It's, it's, it's a very linear two D game, so I never felt like I was lost. So no, I, I don't feel like lost. I just feel like I make mistakes as a player. Okay. And I think if the game is all about presenting things to the player, and the player is the one who dictates when things are presented, if I fuck up, sometimes I fuck up what the game is trying to present to sure. me. Sure. Does that make sense? This, I guess this is more of my problem with this style of game. Sure. Because if, uh, and I can fucking get into it now, I guess. Yeah, go for um, it. My, one of my problems with this style of game is it's going for a presentation, and it's trying to say, like, okay, like check out this room with this creepy environment. And you go, okay, cool. And it presents, like, a big bad to you, and it goes, okay, like, avoid this big bad and then you do and um like uh, or you try to and then you die and then it's go all the way back to the beginning um and you have to go through a loading screen you you know what like what you said mine i again i i didn't think it was that long of a load screen but it was like okay like i'm doing this over and over and over again this has been my problem with a lot of horror games as of late like mm. i think since and I wrote about this years ago on my blog, you can go read about it. Uh, about like a just like this trend that started with I would say like uh, like Slender and mm-hmm. Amnesia, really Amnesia, um, uh, where it's just stuff where it's like you don't have any means to defend yourself and we're gonna kill you instantly, and we're gonna really make it about presentation mm-hmm. and not really have any like survival elements in in this horror game um because you're just really supposed to be creeped out and then like go to the next part no way to defend yourself we because that's a part of being creeped out Mm -hmm. so um and i think that this falls into that sort of genre as well um and i think that what makes something like this a little bit more frustrating is like well i Games like Slender and like Amnesia, like Amnesia, I think is is better because it's just like a larger environment um, that you're able to like maneuver around. With like a two D space like this, it's like it's more difficult to try to maneuver and avoid an enemy. So it kind of feels cheap sometimes when you when you might mm. die from them. Yeah, I had a moment with like I had problems with uh, one of the chefs because in the space that they were in, for whatever reason. He was, one, able to hear me on, like, everything, like, and I, I would try, and maybe it's my problem for wanting to rush, but even when I would, like, try to tiptoe, he could still hear me, um, even when I wasn't, was on carpet, and then, uh, he would also, like, I had a few moments where he just saw me when I was behind objects. Hmm. I don't know why, and I, I, uh, I would be interested in, like, I didn't record the footage, but, like, if I went back to, like, see how he was able to see me, um, but... 
it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I have to now deal with the fact that I died and go back and like, I'm supposed to be like really creeped out by this thing. And if I'm dying over and over and over again, which would happen every so often with, with this game, depending on the area, it just breaks uh, my uh, like fear mm -hmm. in the game. I mean, you like it's like the problem, like the opposite, or it's the problem in you know with horror movies where they're showing you the creature too many times. It's the problem with this game with where you just become numb to it because you're seeing the same thing over and over again. I, I would go further, and I actually made this note while I was playing. Uh, I, I think in any game that's trying to scare me, if I die, the tension is immediately gone. Yeah, and I would say that's the same thing for me. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is. It, it's it's like you said, like the threat is made tangible. It's like oh, I just died, and I have to start over. Yeah, and then you can see like you know you're playing a game like you're at the chef part or something in, in Little Nightmares, uh, and you're scared of the chefs, and you're like oh my god, this is so creepy. They're chasing me. And then they get you, and you say, oh, whoa, scary. And then you start back in the same spot. And you go through it again, and the chef is doing the same thing. And if they get you again, you say, oh, okay. And then, like, it, I, I... Like, the third or fourth time, you start to just go, like, okay, enough. Yeah, you stop seeing a creepy environment, and you see variables in gameplay. Yeah. You're, and then all the effort that a game like this would put into presentation, like you said, you become numb to it. It... It's its biggest strength, but when you break that uh, immersion and like I don't want to get caught by this monster, uh, it's immediate. The presentation means nothing as yeah. far as like what you're taking in. Yeah, and it's and it's a flaw that I think extends to most horror games. Yeah, uh, a lot of horror games. I, I think uh, you know we don't need to have a discussion about like stuff like Resident Evil Seven or or Dead Space, but those mm -hmm. games will give you you know you have ammo, and then it's like the tension is is will I run out of ammo so that, you know, I don't want to die? Mm -hmm. You know, will I be able to defeat this creature on time? If the game is incredibly smart, they'll have, like, and I don't know of any game that's doing this, they'll have, like, we're going to purposefully give you, like, this set of ammo and make it so that, like, you can only defeat this enemy with, like, you know, 18 shots, and we're yeah. going to make it so that you get, like, you know, 30 ammo, so you're probably going to be able to kill him, but, like, there's that little slight chance that you might not be able to, and then you're going to just be, like, running on, like, empty the entire game. Like, that's mm -hmm. why, like, that survival horror works, um, but, like, in a game like this, and other horror games of, the, of this ilk, it just, it starts to just get more and more annoying. I, 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 I will say I like the presentation of this game more so than Limbo and more so than Inside, mm. but I still was like, okay, I get it. Because, so, Can I, I ask, know. what did you like about the presentation over those other two games? I think I just like the, I like the aesthetic more. I think in Limbo, I just, I, I didn't care. Um, I, 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 like, they were like, here's this little boy and he's, you know, going through a creepy environment. And I was like, None of this is creepy. I like. I don't care about like. There's no story. Like, and I'm a. I'm figuring out more and more as I like play more games. I'm like, I really want a story. And unless your game is gonna be like incredible, like you know, for whatever way it can be, like Sekiro is a game that does not have an incredible story. Mm -hmm. But the gameplay is really good. Sure. And the story is there as like you know filler to uh, uh, that 
uh, wraps the entire gameplay around. But, like, the gameplay is really, really good. That game could not have a story, and I would still be like, this is awesome. But, the, you know, I, I, I'm playing Elden Ring right now, and I'm like, half of me is really bored. Like, I keep going back to, like, Yakuza mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, Cyberpunk, even though I'm not really a big fan of Cyberpunk. It's like, there's a story there for me to be like, okay, what is the next bit of information? What is the be- next mystery that I'm solving? Sure. Well, and I mean, in Limbo, there's it's like there's no story. And right. in this, it has like at least a little bit of intrigue to be like, what's going on? And Limbo is such an art house game. Totally. And I'm, I'm like, I like some art house games. Like I like Hohokam. Uh, I like uh, Unfinished Swan. But even stuff like that, it's like there's. Hohokam, there's no story, actually. <laughs> um, I like Katamari. There's there's another example. That's not a game with story. No, well, so. you could you could say Flower is an art house game. Some yeah. people would describe it as that. Uh, and we played Flower on this podcast, and there's not really a story there. Like, there's yeah. not, like, a written plot that you're, like, following. It's, it's more so just, like, themes being carried out and... Uh, you know, ups and downs in in uh, what's being presented to you in different variety of things. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that coin, uh, as far as like story versus gameplay, um, Gone Home is pretty much all story with very minimal gameplay. Yeah, but I would argue that the that the story in Gone Home is like, or the gameplay in Gone Home is exploring. Yes. Which is a part of finding the story. Yeah, and the whole thing is the story. That's that's the yeah. point of it. Um, Little Nightmares, I would say, is closer to Gone Home in that regard, where the the story is more of the emphasis. Maybe not the story, but the environments, the presentation is more of an emphasis than the gameplay. Uh, I think the gameplay is sort of there as just a way to get you from room to room. Um, I even made a note that I think uh, a lot of times the especially in the earlier parts of the game, the uh, ledge-grabbing mechanic feels like filler. You get to a door, and there's a a lever there. You have to jump up, grab it, pull it down, and then the door opens. Uh, And that goes beyond just teaching you that mechanic. There are parts where you just do that, and I, I was... I just feel, what's the point of me taking an extra 10 seconds to open this door when there's no threat? You know what I mean? There's no threat. There's no... Well, I mean, I think that that's more into the immersion of, like, you know, you're a little kid against, like, a big world. Sure, so it's, I, it's part of the like, presentation. That, that's what I liked uh, about some of that stuff. But, I, like, at the end of the day, what I will say about this game and, like, Limbo and Inside is um, I'm just, like, I was bored, mm. mostly. Mm. Like, I, I you know... I I, th- I beat this in two sh- sessions, but like, I felt the length of those two sessions, even Ooh, though it was like two hours sure. of 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 each. Well, I was I was just like, okay, like get on with it. You what know? did you get from the like? You said the story was kind of engaging, like. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to figure out what was happening, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like the gameplay is so boring to me that I'm like, I don't. Half of me cares. And half of me doesn't like like I want like I want to see the next creature, but I need like one room. Like if this was like you know a dozen or like twenty rooms that were like go through these rooms, figure out these puzzles, and then go through like go to the next one. It'd be interesting, but it's not really puzzles. You're not doing puzzles. Yeah, it's, it's get the thing, bring it over here, and then move on. Yeah, which is a lot of my problems with a lot of. Uh, these types of games, at the very least, in something like 
you know, I, again, I put Amnesia in the same bucket as this. Uh, it's just, it's a 3D game instead of this. It's still avoid monsters mm-hmm. in, a, in an environment. Um, uh, in the very least with Amnesia, they have a, a couple puzzles. Not really, but it's still like the same thing of find this item and then move on. Uh, like, put it here and then activate it and then move on. There's like two or three other puzzles mm-hmm. besides that that are like more like point and click style um more in the in the wake of like uh monkey island or something sure um but in 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 little nightmares there's nothing like that i mean the mechanic in little nightmares and i I also i haven't played amnesia but there are these kinds of horror games the mechanic is not attack like it is in other video games it's escape yeah And, and that's not that doesn't always make for fun gameplay yeah, I I'm not like a I, no disparaging to like YouTubers and whatnot and like Twitch streamers, but I'm not like my job is not to like react to this game. So like, and I don't have the energy for that anyway. Like even if it was, like this game would put me to sleep on a stream. Like you know, like I I would just be like, okay, like got it, moving on. I mean, well, you know what's interesting is. Uh, this game, I don't know what it is about like modern horror games, but it has a very large like fan base of people that like theorize about it, make videos about it, like really analyze the themes. Is, have you heard of um, uh, Knit and uh, uh, Hello Neighbor? Yeah, yeah. It, it feels a lot like Hello Neighbor, where it's like it just got like a weird attachment from like. Preteens? I don't. Yeah, it's a preteen kind of demographic, it seems, and I, I think it has to do with like it's a horror game, right? And a lot of horror is keeping keeping things vague or like a, a mysterious tension, yeah. Um, and just kind of starting in a scary environment, you find your way out, and then you uh, leave the scary environment. So maybe that element of uh, uh, the story is not complete, and you have to uh, come to your own kind of conclusions and interpret things a different kind of way. Maybe that's just creates a, a conversation with fans of like theorizing and analysis and speculation. Yeah, I, I, because I, I was like that. Like I mentioned on the Bioshock episode with like Alice is Dead mm-hmm. was an old point click flash game. It oh, was sure. also like a horror game, um, but it, it was just like like Monkey Island where it's point and click, mm-hmm. kind of like an escape the room type game, um, and that game. Uh, if it probably would have come out today, would probably have the same sort of like, oh, what's going on in the story and blah yeah. blah blah. Like, especially because like the second and third game get like more into the story. Mm-hmm. So maybe like it's and and I was really into that is my point. Um, I I wonder if it's like the same sort of like feeling that I got with Alice is Dead that people probably. are getting with Little Nightmares. Yeah, I mean, uh, preteens love stuff that's. Like scary, I think, and like it almost feels like forbidden. Yeah, right. It's like, did you know about this thing yeah. that I know? It's it's like the same appeal as like a rated R movie, except uh, it's it's probably it's accessible. Yeah, it's it's easier to digest. It's accessible. Yeah. Um, and then like just coupled with the inherent like mystery and abstractness of games like um, Little Nightmares, it's it just leaves so many things open. It's it, it's kind of like, uh, I would compare it, when I was a teenager, I used to look up, like, Bigfoot videos and, like, <laughs> Loch Ness Monster yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 And I'd be like, whoa, in 2002, uh, you know, 
uh, there was a sighting of Bigfoot and it had all these details about it and there's like a couple details that are really creepy um, and it's fun to like kind of creep yourself out with them a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a similar kind of uh, cut from the same I, cloth I get the mentality. same kind of thing nowadays with like SCPs, but it's like yeah. SCPs are like more adult-ish. Mm -hmm. So like, cause it, not, I don't want to like be like, oh, they're, they're mature, but it's like, it's like a, a more of like a, a buttoned up like horror of like, of like the, like, Control is a, is an SCP game right. basically, yeah, yeah, more and, or less. and 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 the part of the humor of like of that game and SCPs in general is like look at this mundane thing that turns out to be creepy as fuck. Yeah, right. So uh, this is like uh, it, like that's more of what I like, and this was more like weird nightmarish. Like I love uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. I loved that movies, and I loved that, totally. that as a kid. I don't really get, or I get vibes from this of that. Uh, get vibes of that franchise from this, but it, I still am, am like, okay. Like when I finished that, I was, I was like, I don't need like more explanations. Sure. Whereas like scary stories to tell in the dark, I'm like, uh, like, not necessarily with the sequel, but like with those stories just being individual stories, mm -hmm. like because they're so short. I'm like, there's a lot of implications in them. And with this, there's not as many, so I wasn't like, ooh, like theorizing. Sure. So. I, I think the story of Little Nightmares feels like by the time you get to the end of the game, it's like, okay, that was the story. You know, it's it, anything that's left vague, it's not like, what well, I wonder what was going on with that or what. It yeah. feels pretty uh, understandable. Um, and that was actually uh, something I really liked about what this game was offering in terms of like, the presentation of the themes and the story and stuff is um, you're essentially you're in this structure. I don't know if it's like a prison. I thought it was a ship, but it seems like it's. It looks like of, it's like an island typey thing. Sure. When you get to the end, like a, a big metal kind of island, um, and you're this kid, and essentially what you do is you start from the bottom and you go to the top. Yeah. Of, of this, you go like physically to the top, and you go like through the power structure, so to speak. Yeah. Of this environment, um, and I, I like. What'd you think of Chapter Two, Ryan? Chapter no. Two was the two chefs. No, it was not. It was still Mr. Creepy. Oh, you're right. It was Long Limb Larry. Mm -hmm. uh, but he like, you see him like walking around and like doing work, Long Limb Larry, when you're like playing this level. Um, like, there's one part where. Uh, he has his back to the camera, essentially, to, to the player, and you have to sneak by him, and he's, like, at a workbench. He's picking up what looks like bodies and wrapping them in, mm. like, like wrap. He's wrapping up bodies. He's, like, mummifying things. Um, and it's it's just creepy to be, like... The, I think the creep factor comes in with what is he doing? Yeah. Why is he intentionally there doing his job to wrap up what looks like children's bodies? Um, so I think that's sort of like the scary stories to tell in the dark uh, uh, angle to it of like, who is this guy? What is he doing? Why is he doing it? Where am I? And I think uh, when you watch someone doing something like with intent, it sort of starts a conversation in yourself of, of questioning what's going on with that intent. Um, and that happens with each area of this game. You start with Long Limb Larry you see him dragging kids around in cages, wrapping up bodies, uh, you know, moving things around, 
and then you go from him. There's all these shoes everywhere. Yeah, what did you think? There, there's a part where in the Long Limb Larry section, or I'll t- I should just call him the janitor, in the janitor section, <laughs> where you drop through like this. Like the nickname? I, I, You've I, already I, said it, so people aren't going to get confused, I don't, I don't think. Long Limb Larry is the janitor, and in the janitor section, you escape uh, Long Limb Larry, and you fall in, into a room that's filled, uh, like, just completely filled up with shoes. And you, your character six just wades through shoes. Uh, and as you do that, something in the shoes starts pursuing you. And um, I thought this was a really, like, surreal and nightmarish part of the game for me. Um, like, I think this just felt, like, very... It just it just hit this nerve of, of just the right mix of reality mixed with heightened reality. Like, a room full of shoes is so weird, but it's feasible. So to be in that environment is, like, already kind of uh, engaging my brain in a weird way. And then on top of that, to have something start pursuing you in this pile of yeah, shoes Yeah, I thought it was interesting. See. I'm not, yeah. like... It's 2D. I'm sorry. 2D games are just not scary to me. <laughs> I, like, and I, I, I was like, okay, moving yeah. on. And maybe I'm bro- my brain is broken from playing so many games that I'm just like, moving on to the next thing. Sure. But the, it didn't do anything for me. So I, I'm, I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's it's an interesting room. It's I'm interesting glad you concept. liked it. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely see like with a two with a first person horror game. It's easy to be like, I'm in complete control, and the perspective I'm seeing is the closest to my real, actual perspective in reality. With a 2D horror game, you can see your character. It's, it's yeah. not. It's like you're watching a movie, basically. Yeah. You haven't played Amnesia. There's a part with an invisible monster in water that the only it's, way that you can see it is with its footsteps. So it reminded me of that. But it, again, I'm in first person, so I'm yeah. like... Oh my god! Like, yeah. I can't see this thing, and this. It's like, oh my god, I can't see this thing, but I know that the exit is. Over I can there. see the exit right there. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna move. Yeah, okay. it's it's kind of like first person's more claustrophobic because you you can't see the whole room. Yeah, like yeah. little nightmares. You can see the like we said. Oh, there's where I need to go. It doesn't matter that I'm being chased. There's the exit yeah, right there. Yeah, that, that's how I always feel with yeah. these types of games. But that's why it's more accessible to a younger audience, I think, because it it can scare you. But it you you can see how to get away yeah, from the scary part. Again, I I think this is like an interesting kids horror game. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what did, what did you think about like? There's also elements in this uh, this first second level where they like kind of introduce like you getting hungry. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I thought it was cool that um, at first it just started happening. Like there's no explanation for it. Your character six just hunches over and clutches their stomach and starts like moaning and you slowly you yeah, walk slowly like interrupts the gameplay and just mm-hmm. goes like you have to get food now yeah i like that element of it that just interrupting the gameplay like i like kind of scripted gameplay sequences done in this way um and the first time your character gets hungry you're walking through a section where there's like an empty almost empty cafeteria yeah and a kid in the cafeteria, which is like behind bars, you can't get to it, but you yeah. can see the kid in there. They throw you bread and you eat it and you move on. It's not like a difficult section. It's more about like the themes and the sort of artistry of the yeah, game. Yeah, somebody helping you. You take mm-hmm. the food, and then you just you like move along, move along. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
So I, it comes into play throughout the game. Yeah, and they they like at one point, you in the second level you get kidnapped because you get hungry, and I think is there like a meat or whatever in like one of the cages? Yeah, and that's how you get captured. Yep, towards the end of the second level, the hunger comes back, and you're walking, and there's a rat eating some meat in a cage with and an open cage, and you walk up to it, and the rat scurries away, and six. Uh, hunches over to this like it looks like raw meat and just squats down and starts eating it and as Six is eating it long limb Larry's long hand comes in and slams the cage shut and then you put your hands on your cheeks and you say no I got captured and and then it cuts to your mom and she goes we forgot Kevin (laughs) we forgot Six Kevin got captured in the meat cage and uh, you wake up in a cage as Long Limb Larry exits the room, which is also creepy. I thought it was creepy to me that he, like, caught you, and he just, like, went about his day. Like, it yeah. was just totally... He, it wasn't like he was like, I finally got you. It was just like, okay, got one, moving on. It's like his job. Like, he doesn't yeah. even care. And then you just, like, you escape the cage and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually, like... <laughs> um, I... I uh, there were some frustrating elements, like with the like piano puzzle and whatnot, and like the TV. Mm-hmm. Could not figure out with the life of me what to do with this TV in that area. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just because I didn't push the button hard enough for the mm-hmm. TV, which I think was weird. You have to do it for like a second, yeah. Yeah, and you turn on like a TV, and Mister Creepy Hands Long Limb Larry comes in and like turns off the TV. Yeah. Um. But they- again, like cool presentation. Yeah. No, it, the dynamic is he can't see, he can hear, so you have to lure along the Larry to one area by turning on the TV. And uh, it's, I, I like that, again, I like that section because uh, you can, you have to lure him into the room. This character that you've been trying to avoid for the whole level, you now have to confront him. You have to bring him into the room by turning on the TV and then walk around him to get out. Yeah, and, uh, like, I think usually these types of games have a lot of uh, moments like that. Thankfully, this one didn't have a lot of moments like that were, that were frustrating, because there's stuff like the medium and amnesia that do get frustrating with this, and even, like, Resident Evil 7, mm-hmm. where you're like, ugh, I have to do this now. Like, because I know most people go, oh, no, I don't want to, like, get him to capture me. In my brain, I go... If I die, I have to start this over. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I want... If there was a means to defend myself, I'd be like, okay, it's my fault when I die, not, oh, I didn't maneuver in the correct way. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Like, now I'm dead. In a game like Resident Evil, you feel more responsibility. You can death. shoot the dad enough and he'll collapse, and yeah. then, you you know... What, what did you think, like... Because did you have any context for this game going into it? No, I pretty much the only way I've heard of it about it is that on the uh, Rebel FM podcast, one of the hosts really liked the first game. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, oh, okay, like I'll finally be able to play it. I'm not a big fan of the genre, but you know, I'll, I'll play it. Yeah. So what did you think at this point? We're well into the Long Limb Larry level. What did you were you thinking? I, this I wrote was be the whole game. Well, I knew that it would be the whole game, um, uh, just because I I know that I mean unless it suddenly became like a first person shooter, then I, then I would have been like this game is the best game I've ever fucking played. <laughs> this is uh, a but, big change of pace. Yeah, that would never happen. Um, uh, I I actually wrote down I don't like dying in this genre, and this game doesn't solve that. 
So back to what I was saying. <laughs> I actually great, broke yeah. that down. So yeah. you know, but I but I, I did enjoy. Uh, well, I did and I didn't because uh, I the boss fight with with this guy. I was like, okay, this is kind of good, but I kept dying with him mm-hmm. because uh, the boss fight with with Long Limb Larry. He has um, uh, you get to like a like a like an elevator type part. Yeah. Is it an elevator? Yeah, it's it's like a, an elevator with a door that closes top down like a vertically. Like a, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. a door that closes vertically like a, a, a safe door, like a, a re- yeah. reinforced door. Um, and um, you uh, escape into that area. He then uh, reaches with his hands like under just as it's about to close under the like um uh the door mm-hmm. so then you have to like use um use the uh like door controls to try to slam them onto his hands and then also like it gets stuck so then he like he's he's able to move his hands around it hasn't completely like uh closed on his hands um, and you have to use, like, your, you have to go up to the door and start to, like, do you have to pull it? Yeah, the door is stuck open, um, enough for him to put his hands through because it's on, like, a, a metal, on a cage, I think, actually, like a metal crate. Yeah. And you have to pull the crate out to dislodge it so it'll close fully. Yeah. Um, and you do that. You do that, and I said he's now Mr. No Hands. <laughs> he's uh, lacking limbs, Larry. You you don't you don't see it, but you, you cut off his hands, and mm-hmm. they kind of like they like wiggle around for a little bit, and yeah. it's like ooh. Yeah, it's it's creepy. I, I I thought like oh, am I gonna have to like fight his disembodied hands or something? But no, they they just flop off and die. Yeah, uh, which was cool. And he's the only. Uh, boss in this game. Besides you, the last one. Yeah, besides the last one that you really kind of defeat like that. And the last boss, it, it it's sort of like a last boss moment. Yeah. Uh, like after Larry, you go to the next part with the chefs, and as far as I remember, you don't... You don't fight the chefs. The uh, This this area is a kitchen area Yeah. Um, with two chefs. You actually just think it's one at first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that. Review. That that was cool. Where they where you eventually go up top and then like see that there are like two beds next mm-hmm. to each other. And you're like, oh, and one of them is sleeping, and like you you have to avoid like one of them as he uh, but uh, wakes up, um, which like I was right like, on oh, top of you. Okay, yeah. like that's that's very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I had problems with this area because um, the chefs can see you kind of when you run underneath of the tables they can kind of see you not really you can get away from them it's it's interesting the way it develops because larry uh he can't see yeah um so he can only hear you and he has long arms so as a player you understand like okay i have to be quiet and i have to stay far away from him but with the chefs they can see you and they move pretty normally. Like, they, they, they're they not, like... They're just kind of, like, big guys that can see you. Yeah. So it's not as clear, like, what the dynamic is when you're in this area. It's kind of just, like, avoid the chefs entirely. Like Yeah, it, it's, I really disliked this area. Because mm-hmm. I actually think that the first area and the next area are probably the 
best. Yeah, this is the lull in the this, game. This is like the, oh, okay. Like, they, I uh, appreciate that they were trying to do, like, a two-monster thing, but I don't think that they ever have both of them on the screen at the same time. I don't think so. So it's kind of like, why or do you have two of them? I mean, it, it's interesting, but it, it's just like a, like, okay, like, it's, a, it's another monster that you have to just avoid. Um, well, it's, so. it's kind of just like inevitable. Like the, this is where you realize, oh, the game is just going from area to area. With yeah, I mean, I, I knew that from like the first moment because I'm like, oh, right. it's one of these games. Right, right. So um, uh, I was like, eh. Um, I did. The, uh, what did you think of like the? Um, uh, there is like another bit with. Six's hunger. Mm-hmm. The they 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 kill something for the first time. Yes, or she. It's yeah, a, it's a girl. And again, this this game is cool about like escalation. Uh, things. I don't want to say the stakes get upped, but there's there's a definite like step by step with what this game is presenting to you. Yeah. Um. And uh, in this section, in the kitchen, a, a mouse or a rat gets caught in a, a mouse trap. And Six's hunger kicks in, and you have to walk Six up to the mouse in the mouse trap and eat the living mouse. It's still like squeaking and squirming. Yeah, and it's not even like she finishes it. It's just yeah. like she just like bites into it mm-hmm. enough to get enough to fed, and then leaves. Yeah. So I I think uh, I I don't you know we we could talk about this more at the end, but I don't think the story of this game. It has themes of corruption, and this, what you're eating, plays into that. Like, themes of uh, letting yourself get corroded by uh, negative forces or, like, the outside world. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even because you're playing as a child character, going up against adults, essentially. Maybe it's a theme of, like, as you grow up, you become more cynical, you become more jaded, Mm, you become more corrupted. Um, And this is the... uh, a step in that direction because okay. the first thing you eat is bread that someone shares with you. The second thing you eat is a piece of meat, but it's a trick. So the third thing you eat is another living creature. You're out for yourself. So you you get someone being selfless, someone being someone tricking you, and then you being selfish after the fact. So and then the third thing, the other thing that you eat later, which we'll get to, uh, is like an over the line yeah. moment for that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I just didn't think that this environment was interesting either. Mm-hmm. Like back to like the presentation, the first environment, I think it was interesting cause you had like these big sprawling, like you would look in the background and it was like a factory. You'd be mm-hmm. like, Oh shit. Like Very this place is huge. Yeah. And this is just like mostly kitchen areas. I, I think the first environment also had the benefit of as a player, you're like you're taking in this new game and, and you're like, oh where am I? What's going on? But yeah, when you get to this, it's like, oh I'm in a kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even like an interesting kitchen. It's very like it's very this is a kitchen. Like there <laughs> there's there's even a trophy for like like throwing specific ingredients in in a pot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they they're they're like, oh, you know, everybody's make a food. And you're like, okay, cool, but like I want like I, I wanted there to be something extra with this. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to make food. I wanted the kitchen to be more interesting, Robin. Well, you, yeah, I, I think you want like you walk into a room and there's like a corpse 
strung up with its intestines spilling out. Well, even like the first area had like the guy who hung himself, which we didn't even talk about. Yeah, that was actually, I, yeah, we skipped right past that. Yeah. One of the first things you see in the game, you walk into a room where you need to move a chair to one side of the room in order to get out, and the chair that you move is a chair that has a, the dangling feet of someone who hung themselves uh, above it. Yeah. So it's it's a really morbid visual, and it's really uh, a strong. It's a strong moment in the game because you have to interact with this. It's the first adult thing. I think you even see. Yeah, totally. So someone that killed them, that hung themselves, presumably. Yeah. So I feel like that's more interesting. I, I just think like with Mister No Hands, Long Limb Larry, Janitor Man, had uh, like an interesting stylization, yeah. and the chefs don't look as creepy as him. I think they're the, just like more uh, back to like Sleepy Cabin more of just like or Sleepy Cabin <laughs> I, I apologize because that's like the the, the, the kind of like collaboration that the uh, Oni Plays guys had done mm-hmm. earlier in their uh, career but the uh, the Oni Plays Zach and, and Chris and uh, and whatnot uh, the um, Smiling Friends their cartoon it looks a lot like the characters like in their deformed the chefs look like the characters that they've created in the way that they're like deformed and kind of lopsided and, and weird looking yeah so kind of like a deformed characterization yeah or a caricature i mean yeah um no i i, I would agree like the, the chef's design is not as in, it's the least interesting design in the game and they're the what they do to you is not as like interesting from like when they kill you like because it's just you get caught by them and there's actually scratch that there's a couple things that are interesting and creepy um uh they'll like throw you into a pot or they'll throw you into an oven and that's creepy from like a childhood perspective i mean i'm not scared by this game but it's also just like whatever like the creepy things with this i felt like were when there's one point where they're like cutting open like a like a pig or something Mm -hmm. and if you die in that area they'll shove you into the pig and then i'm like oh that's fucking terrifying um uh uh but it's not as creepy as the as the hands guy because that guy will just like grab you and it'll fade to black yeah and that like has a lot of creepiness in the implication because you don't know what he's going to do Mm -hmm. this it's like well we know that they're gonna prepare you to be eaten. It's kitchen horror. Yeah. So they're going to chop me up, they're going to blow me, blow me alive. They're but like a, me. like a pig corpse is inherently creepy, especially when you were a child, because yeah. you're like, shit, like this is dead meat, like rotting flies, flesh, blah, blah, blah. scary. I, and even like the idea that you're used as a garnish, like yeah. you're, you're just this small thing. Mm-hmm. And then in this whole area too, you're getting put in the oven, you're getting put in the pot. It's scary to, that when you're a kid, you're small enough to fit in dangerous places. Yeah. The other thing I like about this area with the chefs is um, it, it... Well, there's two things that I think make it extra creepy. Uh, not extra creepy, but I think there's two big elements of creepiness that they're trying to get across here. Uh, the first one is um, the idea of it a dream or a nightmare. I think you dip between... Um, outlandish, outside of reality, and reality. And that can be really creepy. Um, and I think in the first area with uh, Larry the janitor, um, it's sort of its own thing. It's it's like this, uh, at least when I was playing it, I was like, I'm not sure what exactly the function of this whole area is, but it's, it's unsettling. It involves uh, uh, keeping children in cages and like a weird abandoned playroom. 
and it's it's like creepy, um, and it, it was nightmarish, it was surreal. But then when you get to this part, um, it's a kitchen, so I think the implication is supposed the creepiness that they're trying to up is you're going from this place with children in cages to a kitchen. Why are you going from yeah, yeah, that yeah. to that? I mean, I mean, it's it's not like it's I I didn't hit that like what it led to mm. until I got to the next area. And then you go, oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. So I, I think. I gotcha. Yeah, and in hindsight, I think that's what they're trying to do is like, here was this really nightmarish area. Here's this really normal kind of routine area. But and the implication you, is, is, is you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, because so you, you go through thinking like, this is just a kitchen. But then after the fact, you, you go, oh. Uh, the other thing that I think Maybe the most creepy part of this area, and the most creepy thing about the chefs um, in general, was, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, when you walk by the chefs, if you watch them, uh, there's certain parts where they, like, lift up their skin and, like, itch underneath their face. Did you see I that? did not notice that. Yeah. Did you notice, did they have their backs turns? Did you see if it was similar to the, the other guy that had, like, the... the long hands where he was like okay i'm not sure that this guy is a human i i think that th this is what i got from that area was uh in the same way that long limb larry has like his skin is drooping and there's something like underneath, underneath him yeah this part they move their faces the chefs move their faces like they're itching something underneath it like it's a mask oh okay so i think the implication with both of these two characters in this area is at least I thought, was their, like, wearing skin. They're, they have, like... Yeah, I didn't get that at all. That, that's what I got from it. I, I just wasn't notice it. No, that's it, not, it's not... It, I'm not well, and saying I, you're wrong. No, no, I, I was sitting there, like, looking at the chef, too. Yeah, just yeah, watching. and I was more of long lines of, like, I just need to get through this. <laughs> so. Well, I think it plays into the themes of the game, too, because if it's a game about, like, corruption or growing up or, like, dehumanization, even, um, I think the implication is evil people or like people who do things that do things like this uh it's it's their their people masquerading or their their monsters with human skin their their monsters masquerading as people in a certain sense maybe that's what they're trying to get across yeah so okay um what do you think about the ending with like did you like the the, the dishwashing area yeah, I thought. See, that's that was fun too. Like soapy bubbles. Yeah. Did you, did you go into the bubbles? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just climbed the dishes because the oh, chefs were right there. I got scared. The bubbles. If you go into them, they attach to you. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, what happens if I go through? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm all clean. That's cute. Good thing I got my raincoat oh. on. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, uh, also, we did. <laughs> I guess the other creepy part about this area is the. The sausages, yeah. like just the the implication that like, I guess these kids are being just grinded up, mm -hmm. and that's what you become is just a sausage. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that's gross. Well, it's it's. I wish there was more stuff in the game like that, where you have to do something kind of morbid in order to progress. Yeah, because there's nothing really like that. There's like, and, and that's like a theme of these types of games. Like you know, you play uh, Amnesia, and it's like okay. I think, uh, or no, I guess a better implica uh, implication would be uh, Resident Evil, um, uh, where you're getting, is it seven, where you're getting your hand cut off all the time? 
That's, I think, I think it, it, might be, it might be eight. You get actually. your hand cut off in the house one. The one with the redneck family. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's seven. No, you you get, get your, yeah, you get your hand cut off. Your girlfriend cuts your hand off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you it, walk it's, around it's like, it's like that. Uh, yeah. Where, uh, you know, you're like, oh my god. and you have to, Or like Dead Space 2 with the needle where yeah. you have to jam it into your eye. Yeah. Uh, like, they're, you know, that's the, the horror genre. You don't really have to do that in, in this game. No, there, I mean, there's no, like... Immediately apparent mutilation. I think this game's going for like the creepiness factor comes from the implications of, of things more so than what and the, the environment implications. Yeah, yeah, and the and the the dreamlike quality of everything where you can't tell what's going on. Right, right. Uh, I I I think it's worth. We haven't mentioned this yet too, but like something like Dead Space or Resident Evil, um, the style of like graphics that they're going for are like fairly realistic like you're experiencing these horror things in the real world for the most part um but with little nightmares everything has kind of like a fantasy like almost cutesy kind of nature to it yeah uh like when we're talking about this uh part in the kitchen where there's you're going in the dish cleaning area with these two chefs and um they're cleaning the dishes uh there's a big stack of dishes in the middle and you climb up of it to get um away from the chefs and that's a big stack of dishes, and it's, like, kind of lopsided. It's almost, like, kind of a cute, like, uh, fantasy visual, like something you'd see in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I, I would say it's more maybe, like, along the lines of, like, Spirited Away. Yeah, as definitely. With, like, you know, the, as the game goes on. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got that vibe, too. Yeah, it's and it's maybe that's another reason why... Uh, preteens and like a younger audience could grab onto this game is because there is that kind of like Tim Burton-y like uh, charming horror aesthetic like uh, charming surrealist kind of horror imagery um, where if you're just looking at it as as, a, as an image of itself it's it just kind of has yeah, like the chefs aren't, aren't really like don't have that sort of like uh like cool edge to them but mm-hmm. like definitely the the long hand man does. oh definitely and the and the characters like later on are like they're uh, are more like these are figures they could have on a desk totally even the main character six has yeah. that edge um, um but that's i mean is there anything else to say about the chef area no uh we can go on to the fourth level because i thought that was the most interesting i think i will say the moment that i thought was the funniest moment in the game is to exit the chef area, you jump on a meat hook, and it carries you away, and then the chefs start, like, throwing food at you. Yeah, there are, there, I actually fucked that up a couple times, and then <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, me falling into the, into the water, but, um, uh, there, the game, op- uh, the third area opens on hooks, so it kind of, like, mm-hmm. lines up, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, what do you think about, can you describe, like, the, the fourth area at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, in between each area, there's kind of a bit of, like, platforming. Um, some slow platforming. Um, and when you get to the fourth area, the it's the, the introduction is really cool. Like, it's, it's striking compared to the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, especially because, like I said, you're working your way up through this structure that your character is in. So you start at the bottom with, with the janitor, with someone who's, like, doing more, like, uh, hands work. Uh, he's he's like wrapping things. He's collecting things. There's janitor uh, carts lying around. There's that kind of imagery. 
uh, you get that this is sort of the the maintenance person. Even if you didn't know that character is called the janitor, this is like the lower deck. Yeah. Um, and then you get to the chefs, which obviously uh, being a chef, like it's a bit more specialized. You have to kind of know. You're the still kitchen. in the back of of like a chef of a of a ship, mm-hmm. but you might like if you're on like a cruise line there might be a chef that comes out to introduce like a, a special meal if you spent a lot of money yeah it's, it's a bit more of a of a um what's what's the phrase i'm looking for it's it's, it's kind of a bit more of a i don't want to say like cultured place than like what the environment that a janitor might work in but it's, it's a place with a bit more of like front-facing quality to yeah. it uh so it's, it's like you're going up to uh, the the more customer centric job, um, and then uh, at this part you're introduced to I'm assuming the customers. Yeah, uh, and you, you ride the meat hooks, kind of up, out up and outside. It's the first time you get outside really, mm-hmm. um, even though like the the area where you wake up with like the suitcase looks like it's outside. It's not. Um, this is like okay. But you do see sunlight, don't you? In, when you get outside, yes. Oh, okay, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't know at the beginning. I, th- I think it's just dark mm. and, like, rainy and whatever, which I guess is more so, like, the bowels of the ship, like, sure. just, like, dripping water on you. Right. Well, again, playing into the theme, like, before you even encounter the janitor, you're, like, just some, like, it, it's contextualized as, like, a stowaway. Like, yeah. Someone who's just there. Or it just feels like, like, again, like, dream quality. Like, it's, like, this environment makes no sense. Why is it, like, rainy in a ship? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, oh, you're riding the meat hooks up and what do you see, Ryan? You see, um, people walking into this area and you see like a, a thin plank from one structure, uh, to another and walking on that thin plank, uh, is like these big blob-like humanoids. If you've ever seen Spirited Away, this is just, the entire environment of this is just, oh, this is inspired by Spirited Away. Yeah, of the Of the, the, uh, the sequence in Spirited Away at the beginning where, uh, um, what the heck is her name? Uh, the uh, Chihiro's uh, parents turn into pigs. Yeah. Like, uh, and just glutton out. Do they look like uh, like that sequence. Yeah, it is grotesque, horrific gluttons stomping onto this ship in just like a cattle-like line, yeah. just coming in. Uh, and it's it's like interesting because you think like, oh, this this is like a lot of people. Like uh, up until now, the 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 like the ship that they're coming from or structure or whatever looks like it's endless like the amount of people that are coming in yeah yeah and it's 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 especially striking because you see like a different kind of lighting it, it looks like sunlight like a a yellow lighting to it so you're in this like upper part of the ship now and uh not only does it look like an endless amount of people which is interesting but up until this point you've been interacting with one to two characters at a time so all of a sudden it's like oh there's a shit ton of whatever this is going on, and it's it's uh, the when do you get a good look at the 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 big fat blobs waddling onto the ship? They I mean you get them like pretty early on because you start seeing them from like the back and then you start seeing them from the front yeah. because throughout this environment um, you just keep going and then uh, eventually like you get uh, the 
the people that are coming out of the ship start to go after you. Mm-hmm. They'll, 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 they'll be eating a bunch of food, and then they'll see you and be like, Oh, tasty morsel. Yeah, they reach and, for you. And they reach for you. Well, what happens is, I forget exactly how you get there. Well, actually, I don't know if you noticed. You probably noticed it. But you, you get to this part, and there's a line of these, these blob people walking in. And then you're climbing up next to them. And as you're climbing even farther back, you see the figure of the woman from the opening yeah, cutscene yeah, standing yeah. at like a balcony, watching these people yeah. herded in. Um, and then... Well, like you're saying, when the people, when you see them face to face, you, I forget how you enter this area, but you, you end up basically on a table in front of these people as they're, oh no, that's what it is. You walk in and you're on the floor and these people are sitting at tables above you and you can walk underneath the tables and you can just hear like them just shoveling food in their face. It's just like this, like. Uh, in- inhalation of food mm-hmm. and you can see it happening and they're just like these they have these like distorted uh, rubbery caricature faces just shoving food in their mouth um, and you walk through them and then like you said they'll start they see you and they'll <laughs> and they're like reaching for you which is disturbing in the context of their eating and they see you, a child, and they're reaching for you. Trying yeah, their to first you instinct is just, oh, I'm going to reach for you. Yeah. And it's when not you... like to help. It's not ignorance. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, I want this. It's just pure gluttony. It's just like consumption. These are just creatures that consume nonstop. Yeah. Uh, and the I think it's uh, like it's also disturbing that when you walk by them, if you get away from them, they just go right back to eating. Like, they don't even care that they... Just just all they think is consumed. Yeah. Because um, uh, there's a few dis- different aspects of this. There's starting to... The enemies will... First, it's just they're trying, kind of just trying to reach for you. Mm-hmm. And then you, you go um, through different environments where eventually you have to hop onto their tables. Where they're eating from, yeah. Where they're eating from. And there's one big long sequence where you have to, like maneuver through multiple ones that are that you have to like jump over their hands like i was like this sucks (laughs) i hated that like i was legitimately like getting frustrated at my tv because i'm like okay like why do i have to do this like the platforming is not bad but it's like i don't want to have to avoid all of these people just to get through this one sequence. You had to do it perfectly. Yeah, and I missed the jump at least once where you have to make, like, a final jump. That sucks. And I was like, well, I have to do this again. And that sucks because you basically beat it. Yeah. But you have to do this final little jump. I didn't die. I just had to go across the table again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, what did you think, like, did you expect... What were you thinking when you reached this area? Because I think... If you don't know, like, that this part is coming going into the game, I I think it's, like, it's more intriguing. Like, especially... Yeah, I was like, oh, this is interesting. But I, yeah. I was I was not like, oh, like, th- this is, like, incredibly cool. I was just like, oh, all right. And then, like, at, again, I think I, th- 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 my opinions were colored by just dying over and over again sure. to, to certain aspects of, of this environment. I, I thought, like, the presentation was interesting because the the characters look interesting i think the implication of like this sh- this kind of like ship it almost like I, I got like hell vibes sure like you yeah. go to this 
uh, place when you die and you just like shovel food into your life mm. or into your excuse me into your mouth for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like that's really creepy, but I wasn't like uh, again uh, bored because sure. the gameplay is just the same. So as, as soon as you kind of were like, oh, I get this environment, it's yeah. just like okay, not gonna beat it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I I just think. Uh, I, I think you're right though. The presentation is is really it's the most striking. I think the the and the, there are ones with uh, with um, I don't know what specific makeup it is, but there's there's male characters with um, like Japanese kind of uh, I don't know, and I wish I knew what kind of makeup it was. It's it's mm-hmm. this makeup that's kind of I think implied not implied. I think it was traditionally used for lords. Like higher up? Yeah. And okay. there's a few of them that have that. On. Well, there's like a sleeping one as you go later on. Yeah. I mean, the impression, these people are also wearing like kind of businessy attire. Yeah. Um, the, the impression I get is like they are essentially customers at whatever this is. They're choosing to be here. They're paying to be here. I don't know exactly, but they're, they're here voluntarily because they want to eat food. Or because they, they just want to eat. So um, I think uh, it's... And, and like we said, you're rising to the higher part of this this uh, structure that you're at. So I think the, the, impl- the implication is definitely that these are the people that everything that you've seen thus far is meant to satisfy or serve. Uh, this, this is what the children in cages was for. This is why the chefs were working on stuff. Uh, it's gets sent up to these people. It looks kind of like kabuki makeup, but I think it mm-hmm. has um, more of a again lordship ish. And maybe that's I, I don't know what the history of kabuki makeup is, but it, uh, but it's uh, it looks like kabuki makeup, kind of. Well, I think the. Kind of. The final boss of the game is, I think, clearly styled after, like, uh, a geisha or geisha. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's a far stretch to say they might have been evoking kabuki makeup for this part as well. Just two things uh, derived from Japanese culture. Um, so I, I think that's fair to say. Uh, and I think the... I appreciate that they're trying... Because you could have just made these these characters and the final boss just look like spooky things, but I like that they're trying to stylize it a bit more towards some something that plays into the themes of the game. Yeah. Because as I understand it, uh, geishas uh, were they? I mean, I don't know if if you know, and I don't. I'm sorry, I certainly don't know like the history of of geishas, but weren't, <sighs> weren't they like people that were meant to like entertain? Uh, yeah. businessmen that came through essentially yeah I think it it was more of, along the lines of like and I please write into us to to tell us we're wrong because we were not geishaologists no I would love to be corrected again with the same kind of thing with cuphead and, and animation mm-hmm. I like learning and unfortunately I, I was busy and did not get to read about <laughs> a geisha makeup um but uh I think it, it's more along the lines of the way like host and hostesses clubs are now okay where it's like it's still in the like still space of like sex work but it's like in the way of like it's looked down upon Mm -hmm. like uh but 
it's not sex work. Like you are not having sex with your clients, but you're treating them in a much more like, uh, like, uh, like buttoned up way of, of complimenting them Mm -hmm. and like, like flattery. Yeah. Flattery. Okay. So, and people like in, like in hostess clubs, it's like, you don't get to touch at at all. It's more so just like, here's someone who's going to flatter you and show you a good time and just be comforting and whatever. Yeah. So I I think it's more along those lines. Please tell me that I'm wrong. I would love to learn. Yeah. We're, we're all about learning on infinite pixels. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, then that makes sense for the final boss to be uh, a geisha. Like a hostess. Type. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like a, an evil hostess. Um, and uh, the fin- that per- character is the person you encounter after you get through this area with these consuming gluttons. With the gluttons. You missed. Who did I fucking miss? You missed the, <laughs> the gnome. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, You yeah. implied it at the beginning, and now we are, we're there. Okay, okay, okay. So you finally, you're hungry. The theme you're of in, consumption yeah. and hunger and gluttony. Uh, you get through this area where these cube flesh people are just shoveling everything into their mouths. And actually, there's a really fun chase sequence where... There's a couple sequences in this game where you just have to run. There's no... Yeah. And it's like the end of the level, usually. You run from Long Limb Larry... Uh, I don't think you have a long stretch of running from the chefs. Not but, really. Uh, at this part, you're just running down the hallway. And there, there is an elevator, and these these very large people, like you get out of the elevator, and they then uh, like you go look over to the side room. There's a uh, there's one of them that's asleep. That's like mm-hmm. bigger than the rest. Um, and then you're like, okay, like. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and continue, and then as you're like go like getting out like the elevator will like it opens up, and it's just piles of people like literally like a wave of them yeah and they see you and they're just like and they start like reaching for you yeah and is, rolling on top of each other like it's it is literally a wave of people <laughs> who trying then, to eat you who then go after you and it's actually like a fun escape sequence i had fun at this part uh where they where they uh are going and trying to to eat you where i was like oh okay like this is finally like it's not as passive as the other sequences Mm -hmm. this is like an active sequence where then you have to escape from them and then uh i was like okay i think like you have to do a jump yeah you jump on a little like lamp and then it kind of tips and then you fall into the next area yeah. And I think that's the last you see of the gluttons. Yeah. Well, up until the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. The, um, that's the last, like, time you have to avoid yeah. the gluttons. But that's that's the final sequence. Yeah, we'll get then, to that. And you get, you get hungry yeah. shortly after this part. Well, can I say real quick, that that glutton wave, um, I think that is, is another, like, maybe the second strongest or the strongest sequence in the movie, or the movie. Um, <laughs> Might as well be a movie, if yeah, I'm right. right. Because I'm just watching. I'm not even playing. Uh, but in the game, because it's it's the good mix of you, you feel helpless, it's artistic visuals, it's surreal, it's nightmarish, and it's engaging. Like like you said, yeah. it's it's fun. Um, so getting through, that, that's a, a good little uh, tidbit of the game. 
a nice maybe like a nice sequence. Yeah, a nice little like a summary of the game, an exemplary scene from the game. And, uh, but yeah, uh, you get to the next area, and you you see uh, you see a gnome, mm-hmm. and he's got a little sausage for you. Yeah, and like oh. Okay. Yeah, okay, what did you think? You say, oh, the gnome's got a sausage. I had it fucking spoiled for me because I was looking up the, uh, the, um, uh, all the gnome locations. Because you can find them throughout the game. And this is the final gnome. And I wasn't even, like, I wasn't looking for it. And even in the video that I was watching to find them, he didn't, like, like, I was like, oh, well, this is where it is. So I'll, you know, I'll, but I, I had read about it before. When I at first I was trying to read about all the locations and I'm like, I'll look for a video and like somebody in the middle of it was like, blah 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 blah. This happens and uh, to to uh, a gnome and I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> that that's like the only that's the quote unquote like twist yeah. in the game. I get maybe the ending is a bit of a twist too, but yeah. knowing this, you kind of could see the, the gnomes yeah. are the, your only friends. You they're, hug them. They're the I only thing before. in the game that's not a threat. Yeah. Basically, other than like the kids in cages, uh, but you interact with them. Yeah, you hug them. It's kind of like a companion cube situation. Yeah. So you... let me let me look up the well uh, talk about it, but let me look up the name of the trophy because for finding all of them. So I think because I think that's like kind of goes into what they're about. But what happens when you get to the final gnome? Sure. Uh, so you get to this gnome. Your hunger pains are taking over again, and uh, he's holding up a little sausage. You walk up to him, and uh, you think that you're going to eat that sausage, but as you walk up to the gnome, Six pins the gnome down and starts eating the little gnome. Yeah. Which, up until this point, like we said, they're not a threat. You see them scurrying around. They're kind of cute. They have big uh, hats, um, and uh, you can hug them. So you eat them, and at least my reaction, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was de- like, I wish I wouldn't add it spoiled, because mm-hmm. I was definitely like, oh. I didn't see that, because... That's disturbing, and kind of sucks. The whole game, your the main character is contextualized as, like, just trying to survive, trying to escape. Yeah. Uh, people are trying to eat this main character, they're trying to keep her in a cage... So you're you're there's no reason to root against this character, yeah. and then that happens, and then you say, oh, like that is, that's oh that's over the line. Yeah, the trophy for finding all the gnomes, is uh, um, is little lost things, and the way that they do all the trophies in this game, they don't um, they don't say like what it is that you're doing. It's not find all the gnomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, Find all the lamps, like blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. It's uh, like even for escaping, like the kitchen. It's the recipe is complete. The feast will be divine. <laughs> so um, uh, you know the or no, that's uh, that's actually for completing the 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 little re- that you have to throw like a carrot uh, and a okay. piece of cheese and whatever in like a pot of soup. But um, the the one for um, uh, the one for escaping the kitchen is. Uh, is the chefs will miss you. <laughs> so it's called the kitchen, but the description the is chefs the you. chefs will miss you. That's the funny. one for the uh, finding all the gnomes is little lost things, and the description is kindness, kindness will be your undoing. Oh, oh which that's is like sad. sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, because you, you hug the gnome. Like, I never questioned the gnomes. Roles. No. 
I never thought they would... I, I thought maybe they would come and, like, help me at the end, like, escape or overtake or something. Um, you know, it, it's like in Portal when you have to... Well, spoiler alert for Portal. A game that's almost 20 years old? One of the most famous games of all time that's almost two decades old. But in Portal, when you have to throw the companion cube in the thing, you don't think that you'd ever have to do that. You think you understand the function of this item in the game, and then when something else happens with it uh, that pulls the rug out from under you, even in like a small way, it's just like, oh. Like you, it, 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 it changes your, your yeah. perspective on things. I didn't want to eat the gnome. No. I had to eat the gnome. She ate the gnome. But that plays into the themes. I mean, could you even argue, like, the gnome is holding a hot dog. Oh, and a sausage. A sausage. And that is, in the game, contextualized as, like, that gnome didn't make that hot dog himself. He probably, that sausage himself, he probably got it from the kitchen. And so, that might be kids. Is, 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 it, is it more... Is it oh? Is it better to eat this gnome creature as opposed to child? I guess I never meat? thought about that. It's I, I don't know if it is, and it's also the sausage he saved you with his body. Then it's, it's right. He's <laughs> it's like oh, he's already offering me nourishment. Why don't I take the not child nourishment? And I don't want to be a cannibal. Exactly, and it's it it. The hot dog is presented. The sausage is like the funniest <laughs> looking. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the sausage is like the funniest looking food in the game. He's not holding, the gnome's not holding like a slab of meat. He's not holding like, you know, uh, a wrapped up ham. He's holding like a sausage. It looks funny. It's like a cartoony yeah. looking piece of food. So you think like, oh, my little gnome friend, has got my little sausage. And then you eat him. Um, but I think it's worth noting that the sausage was made out of kids, even though it looked funny. It's a good implication because I didn't think about that. But, you know... Either way, the moment hits you like, oh, I've crossed a line. This, this, yeah. my, my character did something that I can't defend. Yeah. Because you can defend eating a rat. The rat is in a rat trap. It's already dead. Uh, it's like, it's a rat. Who cares? And I'm starving. And this dying animal is going to provide me nourishment. But this gnome... But you didn't use all the pieces of the rat, Ryan. That's Well, but you... Well, that's the other thing. You didn't use all the pieces of the rat, you know. You're greedy. Yeah, you're not greedy. You're not gluttonous. You're not... You're you're only using the parts for your for yourself. You're not you're not giving back. Well, that's... Well, hey, I'm in a life or death situation. I just got to get out of there. Uh, but with this gnome, I guess... You know what? I guess regardless of whether or not the sausage was made out of people... The gnome is offering you nourishment when he doesn't have to. Yeah. And then you eat him. So that's why it's over the line. Yeah. Uh, it's the principle of the thing. No, I'm not arguing with you. I'm Jordan, just, I'm listen you a to hard me. Time. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you eat the gnome, and then you have one more act after you eat the gnome. You see the lady go... Uh, did she go upstairs at the end? Uh, I don't think you see her. You definitely do, because I wrote it down. Oh, okay. I, I don't... Okay, maybe you do. What comes after the gnome? Do you just go and you you're out in the lady's like house? I guess. Yeah. Oh, maybe you see her like upstairs That's and you see her go through a door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you go through the house and you see this lady, the lady from the opening cutscene, and you go, Ooh, I'm in a house and there's a lady and she this is, this is chapter five now. You're yeah. you're back you're in her house. You're you're, like, oh. Your role, six is role in this game, you're basically a rat. 
It, you're, yeah. The way you play, it's like a rat simulator, but you're a child. Mm -hmm. You're like a squirming around, sneaking on the ship. So anyway, I just, I just wanted to note that. <laughs> uh, you, you go through this lady's house, um, and what did you think of her, uh, like the way she's presented? Uh, I didn't really think about it. Well, I mean, because you go through her room, and you have to sneak by her. She's sta staring at a broken mirror, brushing her hair, and humming like a, a oh, slow... I, I mean, it was like, it was like, oh, this is, this is interesting. It's not like, a, you know, it's not like the other characters, but at this point I was also like, I get it. <laughs> See, I guess I after... feel bad I, 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 about these kinds of games, because I'm just like, okay, like... The humming lady, she's supposed to be creepy. I'm not creeped out, so whatever. Moving on, I gotta finish this game because I'm not kind of bored. Again, I'm bored. I'm yeah. not. I'm not like I hate this game. I'm just like, oh, you're not I, soaking I, it in. I get it. Like, okay, like you got a creepy, creepy lady. Creepy creepy. I got creepy lady. She, yeah. She's humming and she's like looking at a broken mirror. Wow. Uh, I feel bad, but I'm. I, that's the way that I felt. Oh wow! I can make a better game than this. this no, I cannot. I don't know how to program. I'm not going to like disparage them because they made like, it, it, you know. Again, presentation's good. I've just like seen this before. Mm -hmm. I've played this kind of game before. Before you beat the game, did you have any thoughts on how it would end? No. Okay, just curious, because I I definitely didn't know like. No, I I was definitely like playing just to be like okay. Get done. Unfortunately, this is going to be a game that I'm going to forget about. Sure. If, if I if I hadn't played this for a podcast, I would be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, I don't think it's as memorable as something like Bioshock Two or Flower. Sure, that's Cuphead. totally fair. I, I think uh, that's why I was surprised when you picked it because I was like, really? Well, I've never played a game like this, and I uh, it was on my radar. I thought it looked cool, so that that was. We didn't I, play Limbo and I, or Inside, and I wanted to at least play Inside because I think that that is more interesting than this. I, I would love to see it. Uh, more, no, because I'm I still don't like that game on the old podcast I had Shareway. I a share where I was the one naysayer on that game. I was like, this game's fucking boring as shit, and everybody was like, it's not. I'm like, it is. You, and then I got to the end of that game, and then I'm like. Finally, the game became something that I enjoyed. But well, uh, it's, if we ever play that game, you'll find out why. With these kind of horror games, um, I remember a quote from uh, Adam Sessler. Uh, that old man, that, that old fuck. That old, I don't know. That he, crotchy old man. Friends that, with Winston Churchill, that's how old he, he is. Who doesn't fucking like Metroid Dread. He old. didn't like, oh yeah, he did do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he said, because uh, when... I appreciate Adam Sessler. Um, he's a, he's a old, old, old guard in, in video game criticism. And I think at this point, I, I'm, uh, I, I don't think he's a... I feel bad because I also <laughs> respect him. Like, I don't want to... If you ever listen to this, I'd be like... I, I feel shitty for disparaging him. But he's like, Mass Effect is like a 10 out of 10. And I'm like... Eh, mm. um, I'm like I, I think he he, I don't think he evolves as much with his opinions, and I I, I, I don't want to like completely disparage him. I have a, an immense amount of respect for him as a host, but I think his criticism has not evolved over time. So I go like, eh, okay, but like he gave GTA Five a ten, and I think he still holds that game in wide regard, and I'm like. 
I think that that game at the time was really cool, but now looking back, it's like, uh, but anyway, that's Adam mm. Sessler. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's an interesting conversation. What was conversation. this quote? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's an interesting conversation about the power of a critic. Uh, or like, <coughs> excuse me, the dynamic of like uh, criticism and perspective and um, context for things. Yeah. Um, but his quote, uh, not about this game. Um, I remember a long time ago, I was, uh, when the Wii was the most recent console, I had uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories for the Wii. Okay. Which, as I understand, is basically just a remake of Silent Hill 1. Um, and I was reading reviews on the game because I thought it was interesting. Um, and Adam Sessler said about the gameplay, he said, it's not so much survival horror gameplay as much as it is tedious bullshit. Mm. Um, and in that game, you're doing a lot of, like, pick this thing up, move the Wii remote around until something falls out of it. And then it's like, pick this thing up, walk through this scary area, and go over here and plug it in. Um, so I think with Little Nightmares, it sounds like you feel like there's a shade of that where the gameplay itself is not... The gameplay itself is tedious bullshit, but sure. I think the presentation is not. And that's a lot of the, again... What I was saying previously about this genre, and just in general, they rely a lot on tedious bullshit to to get you to be scared. Right. So, when I got to the end of the game, I was like, okay, this is now more interesting when you eventually have to fight the lady. Mm -hmm. I wish that there were more things like that. Because it's a puzzle to figure out how to beat her. Yes, and the thing that I like about it, because uh, you're going through her house... And uh, you're taking in the details because it's pre presented to you. Yeah. And uh, the you have the you have the to get way. A key. Yeah, you have to get a key. Uh, you have to break through a mirror to go uh, into a different area. Yeah. Um, and uh, the way that you fight the lady at the end is uh, well, actually, before we get to that, I did want to say I love um, this lady has a tall, slender frame, and you're seeing her in the background, and uh, it's creepy. But she also has these, like, mannequins around her house. So uh, there's one part where you walk through a room. Uh, it's, right, it's all these mannequins? It's just all mannequins, and it's creepy, and it's it's good tension, because you it know... It kind of looks like... Uh, it kind of reminds me of the of uh, Return to Oz, with the, uh, with oh, the heads that are switched out. Lady, it's yeah. almost like she has, like... Uh, I don't know if if she's switching like wigs or something, mm. but it's it's like this is like her way of, from what you were saying of like never everybody's not really human. Yeah, this is her way of like changing. Mm -hmm. But she has like hundreds of these mannequins. I didn't even think of it like that, but yeah, maybe that's how she's, like maybe that's her body or like just something that she's. Uh, she can put her face on any mannequin or like if one body gets worn out she can just become a different mannequin or something. Yeah. Maybe that's how she created Long Limb Larry and the two chefs is she made mannequins and put human skin over them. Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't thought of that, but that's that's an interesting um, theory. Uh, that's an interesting thing to, to, to propose. Uh, don't don't <laughs> make any game theory jokes because that's whenever someone says theory now, everyone says, it's a good... It's, it's been done a million times. We're not making any game theory jokes. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt Pat. Uh, this, that's a guy that we don't respect. I, I don't respect Matt Pat. No, that's not true. I really am into Five Nights at Freddy's lore, and I, I bet there's a game theory video about Little Nightmares. 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's... Maybe he just said... Whatever, fine, Matt, Pat. You're doing your thing. Uh, we're not into you. I don't have sympathy for you. You're a millionaire. I don't like your content. I don't know if he's a millionaire. I don't want to imply... He's got to be... Okay. I won't want to imply I don't want to imply a bunch of money because from what I've learned about the games and like the industry, people don't as mu- have as much money as you think that they do. That's fair. Uh, but Matt, Pat, get out of my face. Uh, this woman has mannequins and you walk through a room full of mannequins and it's creepy because you don't know when mannequin lady is going to come out and mannequin at you and uh you she's like switching it's like almost like a shadowish like switching from mannequin to mannequin yeah it's super cool um and then you get to an empty room or excuse me you then have to walk across a room full of mannequins to get a mirror that you can hold and then you walk back to the mannequin room. Uh, and the first time you walk across you, it, It's more like an attic, I feel like. Yeah, definitely, sure, like an attic space. Because I thought it was completely clear. No, I think there were, there were mannequins spread I'm not throughout sure. in the background. I feel like I'm like, I have like a feverish dream sure. about that area. I mean, the, the whole game is fever Very dreamish. fever dreamish. Um, but I, as I remember it, you're walking through like this attic that's like gray. And there's mannequins kind of strewn about, and at least for me, I was thinking like, oh, one of these is going to turn the lady, but uh, it, that doesn't happen at this part. You get the mirror, you walk back into this area, and then the mannequins are gone, and you just see one oh, figure. Okay, again, I don't remember any of this. And and that's when uh, the final boss fight starts. Yeah. Where there's a, a circle of light on the ground that you have to go stand in while you're holding this mirror. Did you know what to do right away? No, I had to uh, look it up. <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah. I immediately, as soon as I got this mirror, and I was like, uh, there was like a light in the center of the room, I was like, oh, I, okay, I got it. Her, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe that's from like Zelda Wind Waker. Like, sure. Just being like, okay, like, I have a mirror, I'm carrying it. What do I have to do with the where they're, with there being light? Yeah. I have to bounce it. I, I thought I had to like break it on her or something like I, I thought it was like more of a physical no, thing i actually thought that this was like a fairly good like i i thought like their the way that they conveyed it was pretty good so. no absolutely and i think leading up to this you see that this lady has a cracked mirror that she's looking into you yeah. have to break a mirror to get to this part there's cracked mirrors strewn about her house so i was like okay that makes sense she doesn't like mirrors her enemy or the way to defeat her is to make her look into a mirror. That checks out. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's a really good, like, again, I wish the game had more moments like this where the environment informed this moment. We're here, and then it's uh, a creepy, unsettling presentation of uh, this character that you have to confront. Because um, you're in this circle of light, and then you just have to kind of wait for a sec the geisha lady will appear and start menacingly floating at you, and you have to turn yeah. and face her with the mirror before she reaches you. Did you ever die? I died, like, uh, twice. I didn't die ever. Oh, yeah? Strangely enough, because I died on all the other bosses at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, but not on geisha? never on this one. Hmm. I, I mean, it's a... Like, if you were on a mission to finish the game, this uh, it's, it's it was not like too the, complicated. The one gameplay element that I was like, oh, okay... And it was like gameplay, like all the other places, all the other ones were like, like the longhand man with like the elevator, like and his yeah, hands yeah. being about. It was such a cramped space. This is like an area that's huge. You right. have so much room to maneuver around. 
That's true. And and even with the longhand guy in that space, like there there wasn't too much that I can remember to establish like cut off his hands. Like I guess that you know in hindsight. Oh well, I, I figured as soon as I was pushing on the thing, I was like. Oh, his hands are going away. Yeah, yeah. But it, with this one, I feel like, or with the uh, lady, it feels like it plays more into, like, what I've seen thus far of her. Like, the environment got, like, paying attention to the sure. environment got me to this yeah, yeah. realization. So, but, um, uh, uh, what happens? Uh, you shine the light on her, you beat her, she falls to the ground... And I think she has, like, some darkness leaking out of her or whatever. What did you do right away? What were you like, what do I do? Uh, I Well, she fell to the ground, and I was like, oh, is that it? I was, like, waiting for the credits for a sec. I was like, oh, no, I can, oh, I can, oh, I guess um, I'll... Immediately, I was like, oh, I, obviously, I have to walk up to her. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I thought she fell, and that's, okay, fade to black, credits, a second or two past, oh, no, fade to black. It was weird, because I, I got the rat spoiled for me, or the, the gnome spoiled for me, but I didn't have this spoiled for me. I was just like... Oh, well, of course I walk up to her now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why, just from the years of, like, playing video games, I was just like, oh, this is what I do. So and, then uh, what happens when you walk up to her? You walk up to her and you take a big old bite mm -hmm. again. And you say, mm-mm. You said, them's good eating. And then, and and then comes uh, on screen and it says, says McDonald's. Uh, it says, McDonald's. <laughs> Eat it. It's good. And then it says, this game presented by McDonald's. And then you go, Wow. <laughs> I'm really craving some McDonald's. I can't believe that that Tarsier Studio was able to get a McDonald's game for their first game. Wait a minute. It says here, published by, developed by Ronald McDonald, lead programmer Grimace. Wow. Those chefs do kind of look like Grimace, actually. They do. Imagine Grimace with human... Well, Grimace with human skin is kind yeah. of probably pretty close to what those chefs would look like. Where he'd be melting. Yeah. And actually, Long Limb Larry has a hat like the Hamburglar, too. He, he looks like Mac Tonight. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Ew, imagine a moon-faced person with, like, a skin thing <laughs> over there. Imagine Mac Tonight with human skin draped over Oh, my over God. His. That would be tor terrible. That's a but horrifying I would love to see image. It. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, so... Uh, you, you, the show is not sponsored by McDonald's. No, it's not. Uh, this game isn't, this podcast isn't, this is not the McDonald's podcast. Stop commenting that. Stop tweeting that at us. If you do it again, we're not making another episode, so stop. Yeah, you'll ruin it for everyone. Uh, uh, yeah, so do you really want that? Do you really want that? I don't think you do. Uh, anyway, do you really want that? But this, so you bite this woman, and then uh, you... It, it fades to black, right? And then it uh, comes so. It comes up on, on you. You're still in control, and you're walking through the area where all the gluttons are eating. Uh, it's like the, the area with all the tables. And uh, so it's, uh, it's from behind. You're like no longer in like a diorama type mm -hmm. uh, camera angle. It's, it's, it's like from behind as fixed. you walk affixed out of uh, in a, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I'm not like a big film filmmaker what kind of shot is this where it's like long like down like a hallway oh uh, it's, it's, it's a of, shot with a lot of like depth like your six is in the foreground and then going all the way down in the background you can see it looks like the shot of like the hallway and uh, the shining with like the little girls oh sure uh, it reminds I, me of that shot yeah I'm not sure if there's a specific phrase to I, throw I, out here I didn't but... know if it was like you know, like establishing shot and white shot or angle. Oh, sure. Or shot. Uh, I didn't know if it was one of those. If there is, I I don't know. Whatever. It, it's fine. 
Um, anyway, uh, you walk down this, uh, this, uh, like in between these tables, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like this weird, creepy darkness that's surrounding you. And as you walk, uh, and you walk past the, uh, people that are sitting at the tables eating, uh, like the darkness is like sucking out their like life essence or whatever Killing as them, yeah. as uh as six walks uh towards like stairs and uh it's like oh no this edgelord kid is now killing people <laughs> well, I, I got very edgelord vibes from this yeah it's like six is walking with her head down and her cool hood up yeah and she's like just Sucking the life out of these these it's like you gluttons. got me and now I'm not and uh, I was like rolling my eyes but also like <laughs> ah, whatever all right it's fine well what did and the uh, the music here is kind of edge lord too yeah um, I liked it but uh, it's very like it's meant to kind of punctuate this scene it's just yeah. kind of these uh, da, 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 four notes repeating. Um, I mean it's good music but yeah. uh, but I I, I, I I hate to be like. I got like Reaper from Overwatch vibes of just like <laughs> die, die, die. And so I was I'm, like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, what did you think? Like, again, did, I, I guess you were kind of in I want to finish this game mode, but would you have guessed that the game would have ended like this? No, not at okay. all. Because how does, does Limbo have an ending like this? No. Okay. Not at all. Because <laughs> this game, this ending to me feels like uh, you see Six after she's just walking down this corridor sucking the life out of these gluttons and then uh the there's a big staircase a door opens at the top of the staircase with light coming out of it and then six just walks up the stairs into the light yeah so i think the implication or the thematic like uh you know ending here is six escapes whatever this um uh environment is she gets out but she had to get corrupted herself and uh, kill these people in yeah. order to do that. I was reading some on the wiki, and maybe it goes into that in, in Little Nightmares too. Oh, really? Maybe, I maybe, don't... maybe play that game, and then you'll you'll find out what happens to six. Maybe I'll pl- I'll pick Little Nightmares two to play on the podcast. <laughs> you you can you play that on your own. <laughs> no, maybe yes. I'll make you play it and uh, shit. Have to have you get bored. Maybe it's way different and better. Than I this would game. be interested in seeing if it is different. Yeah. Uh, I didn't play any of the DLC for this game. There's DLC for this game. Oh well, hang on. The the ending of this game, it's like uh, you go once you exit, and it's more of this. Is why we were saying we don't really know if it's a boat or not because mm-hmm. it's you kind of get out onto this like island type area mm. well you don't you don't play when six goes up the stairs the game is over yeah it's done yeah and it, it, you isn't, see, there, isn't there a shot just like a shot is it before the credits or after the credits i think it's after the credits where you just see like a very wide shot of like an island yeah yeah that's after the credits okay um, um but that's that's the end of the game mm-hmm. you you see that and then it's like oh wow okay um i think that this it's not as good of an ending as as inside Maybe we'll play that. It's better than Limbo, I think. Limbo, I was like, all right. Uh, What's uh, the happiest ending between those three games? Limbo. Limbo? Okay. Well, the happy one for me was Inside. (laughs) I liked that ending a lot. The the more interesting ending. Yes. Okay. That's a happy ending to me. Well, what do you think... What do you get from the ending of this game? Like, what do you think the 
intended message was, if there was one? Um, uh, like, I think it's more along what you're saying, like, uh, what you have to do to escape and like what, how you have to like change yourself. And I liked what you said about like, uh, like what that means about like adulthood. Mm -hmm. Like I never really thought about that. Um, uh, like uh, I, I thought that that's like an interesting angle because I'm not I wasn't really interpreting this game when I was playing it I was just playing it to play it sure and maybe it's because I just don't like it as much but I, I was like okay like I got it when I got to the end like just from like a standpoint of like the gameplay I wasn't really thinking about themes sure I mean I think I think you're better with that anyway <laughs> more so than me well I did write a 17 um, chapter book on my analysis of this game. Oh, there it is, right now. So, yeah, I have it right here. Let me put it on the table. There it is. Uh, let me put my uh, glass sculpture of. Okay, we don't need to. Table. You don't need more of your your sound cues. <laughs> Cut the, enough of those out already. You're ready for the sound effects uh, comedy hour. Uh, but no, I, I think the theme of this game is like growing up is getting corrupted. I, I think is is what this game okay. is trying to convey. Or, or, like, in order to grow up, you have to be a little... You have to lose a part of yourself. Yeah, you, you have to cross a line, you know? Like, you just have to adapt to survive, in yeah. a way. Um, and maybe it's a cautionary tale of, like, don't don't be, like, six. See if you can not... Yeah, and I haven't out. played two, so I don't know if there's a through line between those two. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if, if six's story is expanded upon in the Six sequel, is in, too. I, I'll spoil that. Okay. So... Well then, uh, yeah, I would be very curious to see what happens with because you don't play a six in the in the sequel. I don't, I don't think, think so. No, no, I think you play as somebody else. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd be one. Well, actually, when I was looking up stuff about this game after the fact, I did I did read that there's a prequel phone game, a mobile game. Oh, okay. As well, which I think you play as six in that one. I, I was reading about the other. Like the other games, and I remember seeing is that little mini nightmares or yeah, whatever. Yeah, little little mini nightmares, mini little nightmares or something. Yeah, which is a good name again. Yeah, no, and I I would say uh, I like this. I can see why this game got a sequel, and I would be very curious to see what they do with the sequel because you can essentially just take the premise of little kid and adult world. Yeah. Uh, with creepy monster adults, and you could just do that forever. I mean, I'm glad that they got to do that because, excuse, excuse me, it feels like they they really wanted to like keep exploring this world, mm -hmm. uh, and they're not going to be making any more of Little Nightmares games. Oh, really? Which which is unfortunate. They they actually did say uh, earlier, like this year or last year, um, that Little Nightmares Two is their last game. In the Little Nightmares franchise, franchise probably because it's owned by Bandai Namco, who published mm. these games, um, and they're now owned by Embracer Group. Okay. So, um, I that's what I imagine is the reason why. Um, but it seems like they're like two is like where we put like we put a lid on it, and Ooh. Little Nightmares want uh, they excuse me, I think Bandai Namco wants to put out more Little Nightmares games because they sold well. Yeah. Um, but the team that did one and two, they they won't be able to work. So they, either they don't want to, or they won't be able to. Okay, interesting. So it, it 
they're making a new IP. So sure. Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, it, again, I like like I said earlier, Little Nightmares seemed to have a a fan base that was ready to like good dive into the lore and the world and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I could see this going the way of like Hello Neighbor and Friday, Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. where you could put Absolutely. this like I mean, Hello Neighbor has a lot of expansions but doesn't Hello Neighbor 2 is just coming out. Like Five Nights at Freddy's is one of those where it's had a billion games. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's is the Friday the 13th of the video game yes. world. Yeah. Um but uh huh, it's, I I am more curious to play Little Nightmares 2 now knowing that it's meant to yeah. be like a cap. Yeah, I will say that it, uh, I don't know if it was meant to be a cap, but you know they don't. I I, I don't know when they started development, but hmm. they uh, um, they're done with the the franchise for now. Hmm. Maybe they'll pick it up. I don't know if if Embracer Group could buy the rights to it, but I think Bandai Namco is probably like, uh, we got the rights and it did pretty well, so I, I don't think we want to give it up. Well, it has that unique um, kind of edge to it, but like like if I was in high school right now or like middle school i imagine there's a certain caliber of of teenager that has like little nightmare t-shirt or paraphernalia oh yeah and like when we were in middle school and high school it was like if you saw someone with like invader zim clothing yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like okay that's that kind of person there into that yeah. i think little the, nightmares, this is definitely like the hot topic like yeah. type of vibe Totally. Hot, yeah. which, hot topic might even be dated now. Uh, but yeah, nobody's going into Zoomies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody goes to malls anymore. Well, uh, would you... I'm curious, would you recommend Little Nightmares? <sighs> I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't, I think. Mm-hmm. Because I don't... I, I think the presentation is good, but I think the gameplay is boring from my perspective. And I think the, like... The overall, like, just the experience is like, I've done this before. If I, mm. again, if I was going to recommend any of these types of games, it would be Inside. But even that, I would not recommend Inside. Personally, as somebody who played that, I would recommend you play Inside. I recommend you play Little Nightmares because I think mm. you would enjoy this. Sure. But I, but I personally don't enjoy this type of game. So uh, let me. Okay, so you touched on this a little bit, but let me rephrase that. Who would you recommend Little Nightmares to if you were to recommend it to uh, I think kids that haven't played as many games as I have. <laughs> but, but like, the kids who are, like, like preteens were like, I want to get into horror games, mm. and I don't know what horror games to get into. Mm. Much in the same way for me, like, Dead Space was the first, like, real horror game I really got into. Uh, I think, like, if a kid is like, I want to play a horror game, but I'm not sure what I want to play because I'm too scared sometimes. Like, this would be something that I would recommend for them because it's not horrific, mm. but it's just creepy enough to where you'd be like, ooh, like I'm getting chills. This, I mean, I would say not, 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 I wouldn't limit it to kids. I think if you're an adult and you don't play horror games sure. and you want to try one out, this would be a good one to start with. Sure. I could also see this being a really good game for like kids' sleepovers. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. If you're staying at your friend's house with two or three of your friends, and you're in your, their parents' basement, and you're just playing video games all night, and you want to get creeped out, this especially because be you can beat this in like a night. Exactly. This and that's another thing that would make me recommend this as a starter horror game. Uh, it's short. It, it's it's a even if you want to 100 percent it. It's, it's like two to four hours. Yeah, it's it's a you can play it in a day. If it's if you want something. Uh, 
is a horror theme with a creep. Uh, we didn't even talk about this, but I think the atmosphere in this game is good. Um, if you want something with a creepy atmosphere, that's not going to be particularly challenging. That's more like playing a kind of horror uh, movie a little bit. Um, I think this is a really good choice for that. But uh, as to what you were saying, if you're looking for something with um, really a gameplay that is uh, changing things up, that will hook you, like will will like be like some sort of engaging game gameplay experience. I don't think mm -hmm. that this is it. No, this is this is more like a playing a storybook almost. Like yeah, if it wasn't for some expansive platforming, um, or like maybe like some minor combat with like the final boss fight, this almost feels like. Uh, I'm just moving a character. It's to similar scenes. to a walking simulator, but yes. it's, it's not like that. Yes. Like you know, uh, Dear Esther and Gone Home are like the start of like walking simulator mm -hmm. in, in their genre. But I, I I don't I wouldn't call this a walking simulator. It's no. I would call it a uh, like a 2D horror game. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think if that sounds appealing. Or if you like walking simulators, this is probably not too not too far of a departure from that. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I would say, who would you definitely say should stay away from this game? Uh, people who like interesting gameplay. Oh fuck! <laughs> Everybody. Oh my god! Uh, people who Ooh. have taste. Uh, no, I mean, if you're looking for something that's action packed and it's something Snappy. new, yeah. No. If, if you love Cuphead, I would say the gameplay in this is like very far removed from <laughs> Cuphead. Yeah, if you liked the the style of Cuphead, maybe perhaps, yeah. but mm -hmm. probably not. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you're like, I really love you, would get bored. We have a friend of ours that does not really like story stuff mm. and is like bored by he was bored by death stranding and i think that he would be bored by this game yeah i actually definitely if you didn't like death stranding you probably wouldn't like this yeah. game but you know i, I think the style I death stranding the style and the presentation i'm gonna make you play that game that game's like 40 hours isn't it I ask as you take a big drink of water. It's maybe like twenty if you mainline the story. Okay, I do want. I see. put like forty hours into it because I was like, I enjoy making zip lines. I want to see Conan O'Brien. He's in the game. I know. I just he's got an otter hat. I think he's in Halo Three as well. He's in one of the Halos. He's in one of the Halos. Him and Andy Richter. Yeah. They they also played the two chefs in this game. Yeah, in Little Nightmares. It was weird because one of them was really, they were both really big, and you know, Andy Richter's big, but like Conan's not. So I was like, Conan, did you leave you let yourself go? <laughs> and they did motion capture, and it was very weird. <laughs> Actually, imagine Conan as like the geisha, and that'd be cool. Andy, because of the height difference, you could you could like, do that with like uh, on his like uh, on his uh, what is what is it called? Poor man plays or whatever. Oh, he 
Conan O'Brien had a gaming segment on his talk show called Clueless Gamer. Clueless Gamer. Where he would play video games and react to them. Except it was actually funny because Conan O'Brien is yeah. actually a funny man. He could he could do that he could do that and, and, and react to this game. Dude, actually Little Nightmares would be perfect for Clueless yeah, Gamer. He would definitely be like, What is this? I don't know what all he's picking me up and he's putting me in a soup. Who's this a... chef? What's he doing? <laughs> he's some big big fetch. What is he making like a quiche? How do I get? How do I help you? You do not want to put that in there. Let me help you put this carrot in there. That'll make it taste. Oh no! He threw me in the soup. I thought I was playing Little Nightmares, not Kitchen Nightmares. That's see that writes itself. Yeah, Conan O'Brien would would be perfect for that. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So uh, I don't. I would think... only recommend this game to Conan O'Brien and any actor. <laughs> only if he's playing it, recording himself for entertainment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a short enough game that honestly, I'd feel comfortable recommending it to anyone. Okay. I think just just because it's so short, you could kill a day playing this game. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's that's Little Nightmares. I don't think I had anything else to say about it. All right. Our discussion is longer than just about as long as the game itself. Yeah, I didn't think that this would be as long as it is, but it, it is long. We often go long with this podcast, and this was, like, one that I thought would be shorter, and it wasn't. That's fine. So. Play. Hey, guess what? If you're... If you do play Little Nightmares, put this podcast on while no, you play. No, <laughs> because listen to the listen to the sound and the environment and, and whatnot. Because that, that that's that's the reason to play this game. Totally. I, I I'm not a big fan of it, but like, it, we I, I don't there I don't, this game is this is the first game that we picked that you picked, you know that we played on the podcast that I was not a big fan of, and that was. When I when I said let's have a podcast together, Ryan, I did. I wanted to play stuff that you know I thought that you would enjoy. And I wanted you to pick stuff that you that you wanted to play as well. And I'm glad that you picked something that I didn't like because it's good to have things that are a mix. I don't want to always have stuff where like this is fucking great, <laughs> and the, you know it's great to have stuff where you don't necessarily gush about it. Yeah, totally. So. You know, I, I think there's there's some push and pull with, with this game, so uh, I was happy to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not uh, the same kind of show that we had with Cuphead or, or Bioshock or Flower. I think every game up to this, we've basically been like, this game's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I mean, I still go back to like uh, what you said with Flower, where you're just like gushing about fucking destroying everything at the end of yeah. the day. So. That was very invigorating. And uh, it definitely did not happen with this. The only <laughs> no. part where, where you're really feeling invigorating is, is like escaping the chefs. Mm-hmm. Like even when like horror games you you don't really feel like that always. So, but Yeah. Well, there I you even though you didn't like this game, I'm happy that you can see what some people would 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 yeah, get out of that, it. That was my point with Inside too. I was like, I know why people like this game. It's not for me. There you go. But I'm glad that people enjoy it, mm-hmm. and it's it's still a crafted experience. Like it's, it's not a it's not you playing as Nazis and and and, uh, and murdering Jews. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be like you're a horrible person for liking this. Right. Like I'm like right. no like it's a creepy little kid game. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, I think that's a I think that's a good place to end on. Yeah. Did you have anything that you wanted to? Uh, Say at the end, did you, what what are you working on right now? Anything you want to plug? Uh, uh, by the time you've heard this, I, I I'm putting this out there so that I will finish it. I'm uh, I'll have something up on my blog about 
Horizon Forbidden West. So if you want to read about my thoughts on a game that I did not really enjoy, similar to this, but more in like a poorly written, not stream of consciousness way, I, I, I'm not a big fan of what I've written so far. But uh, but uh, but I wanted to get my thoughts about it out there because I think that it was important and I wanted to write something. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is not a great game, I don't think. So and I wanted to say that. Well, now so, I don't need but, to read the piece that you're writing. Well, oh, don't read it. But you can read it if you want to read it. The people out there, <laughs> you can uh, go to my blog, uh, uh, Ironheart one one eight three dot tumblr and go go ahead and read my Horizon piece. Cool. Uh, and then, as always, I'm on Twitter at Ironheart1183 uh, if you want to follow me. And we're, uh, we're... Ryan, do you have anything you want to pitch? Uh, I just want to say that anyone listening to this, I think you're awesome. Great. And that's it. Someday you'll have more stuff to promote. Yes. If, if you want to. Uh, I, I, you know what, I'll promote, I'm assuming you're pulling it up, but I'll promote the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, you know, continue the conversation on Little Nightmares, go ahead and tweet at us, uh, at podcast underscore pixels. Perfect. Not the perfect name for a Twitter handle, but whatever. It's yeah, fine. we're going to, we're actually going to change it. We're so going to, we're going to change it to, to. It's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifty, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty, 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 twenty. And now this is, we're going to start Ryan's, uh, he's challenging Mr. Beast to, to say. To a thumbnail contest. No, to, you know, Mr. Beast made all his money, right? No, how? He got popular was he did like challenge videos where he would be like, I'm going to count to a billion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, Ryan's going to start his channel where he's going to start to do that. Yeah, so look for that. Uh, uh, nice pants. That's what we're turning nice pants into. No, no, no. My other channel where I do challenge videos um, is going to be called uh, uh, Beast Mister. So look for that. I'm sure uh, you will not be sued. No, I don't think so. Uh, isn't Mr. Beast in like trouble for something right I now? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Never mind. <laughs> I don't pay attention. To, uh, I don't pay attention to Mr. Beast. He's. I don't. I don't care about YouTube challenge videos. I pay attention to uh, Mr. Feast. That's me. Go watch. Let's plug uh, Bosch because he's yeah. great. B o s a b o s c h on YouTube. He's Bosch. fucking great. One of our favorite YouTubers. He's. I mean, fuck our show. Go watch his shit. Yeah, turn this off right now and go to Bo YouTube and look up Bosch. But before we finish completely, um, Jordan, what game are we gonna, going to play on the next episode of Infinite oh Puzzles? Oh, boy. We got a good one in the, in the, the next game that we're going to play. Oh, finally. It is. Uh, yeah, finally. It's enough of this shit with <laughs> with Flower and Bioshock 2 and Cuphead. All this fucking shitty art house games. We're not going to play a fuck. Wait a minute. <laughs> Bioshock 2 is not an art house game. <laughs> You're right. But fuck these other art house games that we've been playing lately, like Flower and Little Nightmares and Cuphead. We're going to... Wait a minute. We're playing another art house game. Fuck. Alright. Uh, we're playing The Beginner's Guide. On PC. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a beginner. Oh. How am I? Alright.
Um, that's fine. So we're going to play the beginner's guide on PC. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry that we're playing something that you have to now learn. Can we sh- can we shut this off? I didn't I didn't want to end it like this, but you know I guess I guess uh, maybe we'll see you next week with the beginner's guide if Ryan wants to play it. Goodbye, I guess. How about see you, you next week? Or two weeks from now. Fuck. Jesus. Why don't you just shut this off? I will. Goodbye. Shut it off! So, podcast time, been talking for like a half hour, <laughs> and I didn't record any of it. I don't Wait, we have, have to make a podcast, podcast. Yeah. Come on, baby. What do we... We can do a podcast. <laughs> Come on, don't call me baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. What can we talk... What's a warm-up thing that we could talk about? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to talk about everything everywhere. Because uh, we'll be there for like five hours. I know, that movie's too much to talk about. I'm actually seeing it again on Sunday with my mom. Yeah, yeah. that was actually a movie that um, I was like, I might want to see with my mom, because it is about moms, but it's also like, I think my mom would not really like it. Sure. Like, your mom is like, Game of Thrones is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom is like, I've never watched Game of Thrones. And I'm like, I don't think you would like it, because I think you would be like, this is too high fantasy sure and too like violent and like mean i think if you if you don't like game of thrones i think everything everywhere all at once is going to be way past uh, yeah digestibility somebody, for somebody was talking about on a podcast i was just listening to before you got here about like uh people are complaining about that movie only being in like you know like a dozen theaters in its first or second week mm-hmm. and it's like what's well, an indie ass indie movie yeah like, it's, i think its budget was it's like twenty five million. I think. Yeah, it's a small budget for. Yeah. A, that a, includes theaters, right? Usually, the, or is the that advertising? Or is that advertising? Uh, I think if 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 you're looking on Wikipedia, and this is how I think of it. Yeah. Uh, and it says budget twenty million, then the production budget is twenty million. Okay. Um, and normally to determine, I mean, you know this, but normally yeah, to determine the film, yeah. If the budget on Wikipedia's list is twenty million, the film needs to make at least forty million at the box office to be seen as success financially. But I'm wondering if if that includes like theaters, because you know you're. I I think the doesn't the theater buy it from you? I have no idea how that works. I, I would be fascinated. Theaters get a that. take of the ticket sales, obviously, but not much. No, it's it's not. Theaters make their money on uh, snacks. With, with snack. That's yeah. why popcorn's the, the cheapest fucking food ever to make. And it's eight dollars. It's eight dollars. I yeah. could get a bag of popcorn for seventy-five cents. Yeah. You know, and they're charging me eight dollars for like a bag and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where their profit margins. I mean, they give you more than a bag of a half, but you know. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can get a huge. You can get an oil drum of popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, you but, can. You, you don't have to spend a lot of money on popcorn no. to like you know. So, 
most so of I think it's like four, three or four bucks for like one of those like packs of three at like CBS or Walgreens. Yeah, right. It's 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 if you like popcorn, don't go to the movies because popcorn is really expensive. Yeah, I only get a drink when I go to a theater. Same. I, I like to get a big fucking soda. Well, because I'll refill it like on, on my way in and on, on my way out, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, okay, it's not the dollar McDonald's yeah. soda, but it's like you know, I kind of count it as the expense that's going into the movie. You yeah. know, I'm spending ten dollars on a ticket, maybe mm-hmm. seven dollars if I'm going to like our our local theater, mm-hmm. um, and then like AMC is like ten bucks, I think. About-ish, like nine ninety five or something. Yeah. Like, it's not like $10. But then uh, it's $8, you know, uh, or 5 or 6 bucks for a soda. It's like, okay, $15 for the entire show. Yeah. Which is, is not that bad. And I don't mind, like, honestly, I, I don't mind giving... I like movie theaters. Yeah. So buying a soda, it's just like, this is another way to support it. Yeah. Is, is what I think. And uh, uh, 15 bucks, 20 bucks if you want a soda and a candy or a soda and a popcorn. For like two to three hours of entertainment. That's that's the same as like spending money on going out to eat on like a dinner. Yeah. So that's fine. That's how me. I justify it too. Yeah. So. And in fact, I am trying to cut back on soda. So, but the only time where I'm like, I'm going to give myself a soda is at the movie theater. I, I do that. I don't keep any soda in the house. Uh, I used to even like in this apartment because I was like, oh, you know, um, uh, you know, my brother is moving, uh, living here and whatnot, and it's like, uh, okay, like, you know, we can both, like, split sodas, but it was still, like, I felt like it was too much, and I just was like, okay, I'm not, even this, like, I'm drinking V8, like, juice, like, sugar crap right now, like, I did not, I, I walked past and I was like, you know what, I haven't had this in years, so I'll have this, and even, like, drinking it, I'm like, it's too sweet. This is all just sugar. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am. I would rather just refrain from like sodas and stuff. I'll drink beer, but I'll only have like one. But I really should exercise more. I mean, the, the my uh, I've as soon as I've I tried to start losing weight, my mom, speaking of her, the first thing she said to me when I just like mentioned it casually, she was like, uh cut soda out of your diet because at the time I was having like three sodas a week, four sodas a week, probably more like five or six. Um, but she was like, if you cut soda completely out of your diet and like sugary drinks, you will lose five to 10 pounds in like two weeks, like just by getting rid of those things because they're just empty calories. It's surprising how much like water is just like so much better for you Mm -hmm. because you don't think about it, but it's like, and that's kind of, I think I've told you this, it's like weird to me when people are like, I can't just drink water. And I'm like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's water. Yeah. I, like everybody adding like LaCroix and like other mm-hmm. stuff like right. to make water flavorful mm-hmm. is so weird to me. Yeah. Like even my mom being like, I'm going to like buy a bunch of bottled water. I'm like, uh, okay. I, I don't really see a reason for that. I mean, I, I used to have a Ruta filter when... Um, my brother lived here, but now it's like, I just use my tap and we're in the Midwest. So it's, it's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like the tap water here is like not bad at all. No, I moved recently and, um, I had like someone looking at my like new living space 
and I was just asking like random questions or whatever. And um, I was like, so how's, how do you think the tap is in this area? Like the tap water is just drinkable. They're like, oh yeah, you're, you get Chicago water. Like this is, this is good yeah. water. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to be worried about, uh, but I still, you know, like I, I still have a Brita filter and I use it just cause why not? Like, I usually forget to fill it up. Sure. So that's the reason why not. I don't, I don't even, it's, I shouldn't talk about this in the podcast, but it's my water bottle is it, I hardly ever clean so but well, it, no honestly, but I also just don't think about it at all and I have not gotten like sick off of it so. it's it's water it's water like it it's not dirtying up the water bottle well you know, it, you need, you, you're getting backwash and stuff. you more so need to clean it for like putting your mouth on it yeah, yeah and like getting backwash and stuff but it's not like the the water going in and out of it makes no, the water No, like the water dirty. is probably fine, but you know, you're it's it's not good to just keep drinking out of the same yeah. glass over and over and over again. No. So, do you ever uh, see people just like speaking of like water and like acceptable levels of like grossness? Um, I know people that brush their teeth in the shower. Do you do that? I tried it for a little bit just to be like because uh, I'm not great about brushing my teeth always. Um, uh, just as to be like, well, it's like something that I can get done, mm-hmm. like while I'm in the shower, because I'll shower either every day or every other day if I'm uh, working from home and I'm like, I don't really want to have to shower today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, it just didn't really work for me. I'm not grossed out by it, but I, I'm a little because it's like water is hitting off my body, like my dirty body that needs a shower, and potentially sure. my toothbrush. Um, and, and I guess I, it would depend on which way you face. Yeah, it depends on the, I mean, you could do it cl- clean, cleanly, I'm sure. You could probably stand out of the water and do it. Sure, yeah. I just don't, I, it's not for me. And yeah. I only ask because I, if you said that, yes, you do do that, I was ready to criticize you and call you a freak. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, I drink, uh, excuse me, I brush my teeth out of the shower. I, 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 I it's... Uh, not something that worked for me when I tried it. So I, I like to uh, catch up on my phone when I brush my teeth. Actually, like I start brushing my teeth and I scroll through. I try and then I, I get bored <laughs> of your phone and brushing my teeth. Uh-huh. So um, that's a stupid ending Easter egg. <laughs> this is the the personal hygiene and Brita water. Oh my god! Podcast. Yeah, ten minutes of this. This is awesome. This is the best segment. Yeah. We can start to record now. Okay.